Hello fellow homebrewers, JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brewbuilt Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full 2-inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brewbuilt line of options and add-ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brewbuilt X1 Conical Unitanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brewbuilt Conicals. You can trust Brewbuilt with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brewbuilt at morebeer.com. Today's Sunday session is brought to you thanks to the fine folks at More Beer. Visit them right now at morebeer.com. be one of the best brewers there is. I stopped uh, dressing all in plastic. You better be brewing five to six times a week. A beer, every beer, is made with love, and it begs to, to be appreciated. I need something to kill the salmonella I'm kind of worried about in the eggs. Do you find that uh, that the hops kind of clash with the uh, chicken embryo you put in there? <laughs> well, I might sleep here tonight. It's a California <laughs> king. There's plenty of room for both of us, Beavis. <laughs> How many of the brewers over there have seen your ass? That's it. Someone's getting cut tonight. All yeah. I have to say is... Hey, McDonald, how you doing? <laughs> now, live from the Brewing Network Studios in Northern California, this is the radio program for home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, and beer geeks. It's your only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers together with, well, expert drinkers. This is the radio program with a head on it. This is The Session. Yes, that's right. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Very exciting show tonight. We're going to find out whether or not uh, Beardy has herpes. <laughs> what? Again? <laughs> it's very exciting stuff. It's Almost definitely. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Beardy's all clean cut. I mean, as clean cut as a Beardy gets. I was this clean cut the last time you saw me also. I don't. I barely cut. ever pay it. Be, be lucky that I even know you're here, Beardy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, thank you for my noticing my haircut. <laughs> yes. Uh, I thought today, what if Beardy had his own show? What would that be like? Oh, no. It'd be a nightmare. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't even listen to it. Yeah. What would it be about? <laughs> Probably nothing, Beardy. But I guarantee it would ramble on. Oh, it would never end. And on. Yes. It, you ever seen Beardy like talk to brewers? Julian, yes. Julian, let me just tell you right now. Don't get cornered by Bevo, uh, by Beardy at the end of the show. Or I'm not going to let it happen. It, don't worry. It's a oh, yeah. never-ending... Will, will he give me uh, tips on how to ice down a Kolsch? No, no. <laughs> yeah. He'll just be asking you. He, he's, not a, he's more of a tip-taker than a tip-giver. If you will. Oh, yeah, I'll Selfish. take any tip. Selfish. <laughs> Just the tip. Just right. the tip. Just the yeah. tip. That goes over well with uh, a lot of brewers. <laughs> <laughs> Julian Schrago is on the show tonight. Yes, yay. Yay. From Eagle, oh, uh, from Beachwood. <laughs> right. <laughs> that was close. You're, you're paying too much attention yeah. to this guy over here. <laughs> no, from Beachwood uh, Brewing, yes. I knew. I've been waiting for this show for a long time. Of course, we've had Julian know, on right? the shows before, but yep. since we opened up here at the Hop Grenade, I've been wanting an in-studio. And we're doing one of the largest tap 
takeovers we've ever done. We don't really do the whole, like, you can have every tap that we own. We feel like that's a little greedy. Um, but we've got like 12 uh, Beachwood beers on tap right now. Yeah, yeah we sent up quite a, quite a few, and, and thank you guys for hosting us. We were super stoked to be able to put together that list and send it up to you. It's a great list. Yeah. If you're local, you can come down to the Hop Grenade right now and try uh, the 12 beers. We're going to get through as much of them as we can. <laughs> JP and I already talked last week during the show that um, you know we need rides home this week. For sure. I even took live uh, as many live reads off the schedule as I could, knowing that I was going to be too drunk to do them later in the program. <laughs> so I pre-recorded some of our live reads. Smart. That's smart. Yeah. God, that is smart. Got to take care of the sponsors, even yeah. if we're having fun. You know? For sure. No, I'm really, I'm really excited because usually whenever we go down... And uh, I'm having his beers. It's at the brewery, and I have yeah, yeah. I can have two, maybe three, and then I have to drive, continue on to Disneyland because I'm oh. a loser. But now I get to have as many as I want. Yeah, yeah. I'm amazed. I've actually never left your uh, brew pub sober. <laughs> um, my friend lives around the corner in Long Beach, so whenever I go visit him, your place is also one of his favorites. Perfect. So we always go there and and never leave. Don't worry, we don't cause any trouble, but we never leave sober. <laughs> well, I've got cameras. I'm going to go back and check the footage and see what's happening. <laughs> You, you might want to check. Yeah, our names, uh, our faces are on the wall now. Do not serve. We had some scandalous stuff happen in the uh, the the back of the building before the landlord installed some security gates. Really? Yeah. Just like people getting back there and stealing uh, shit or what? No, 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 no. All, all sorts of other things. Like, let's just oh. say one person handling five at the same time. Yes! Oh, wow. oh, so, a fight. So just business. Yeah, right. It was a fight. Yeah. Bruce Lee style. That's exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> there was a stabbing, that's for sure. <laughs> Although, have you ever seen anybody punch with their gullet before? <laughs> Ooh. Send us that video. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> uh, I literally just now figured out what you were talking about. Uh, they were tapping more than cakes. You knew what we were talking <laughs> about. You just never heard it kind of When's verbalized before. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. is, that, is that where Foam Top came from, the name? Uh, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Mm. And they That's wanted you to discourage it. that. Well, <laughs> look, it's old Foam Top again. Yeah. Shut up, guys. <laughs> It was just five. Yeah. I don't understand. Not like your mom. <laughs> yeah, foam top was never going to come, come back. <laughs> well, that's a whole different variety. Yeah. So we're going to be talking to Julian Schrago today about uh, the wonderful beers of Beechwood. We'll learn uh, about the uh, some that we have on tap here and uh, talk about his many awards and accolades. And <laughs> um, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. So hang in there with us. Um, is anybody else, uh, just quickly, as mm. quickly as I can, yeah. is anybody else addicted to the news right now? Like, I can't <laughs> stop reading the news. It's like watching reality television. It's the most entertaining time I've ever had reading the news. Are you talking about the, that, uh, that flood in Orville? Or? Well, there's that. Just everything. <laughs> That's but, fascinating Yeah, I, right think, yeah. I think my, you know, certainly if you ask my wife, she would, she would say, oh, my God, Julian, will you stop watching CNN? Can right. we watch something else? I'm like, yeah, yeah, just give me another hour or two. I know. I <laughs> can't turn away because it's like watching a car wreck yeah and i i bring this up because i've always you know read the news but i'm telling you that i'm addicted right now because it's like watching the real world it's uh, it's like if if the real world and the onion had a baby it would be our current news cycle it would be america yeah it's really hard to believe that this is actually happening your reality whatever it is and that's what happens to me exactly what you just said is half the time i'm like 
I can't believe this is happening, that I'm reading this right now. <laughs> it's really... What's, do you have a specific... No, it uh, doesn't just, matter. Just the whole ball, the whole thing. How about right now that um, there are photos of a public meeting with our president and his team mm-hmm. discussing how they're going to retaliate against North Korea in the public at a at a golf club. There are like photos of it on Facebook with him and all of his advisors like sitting around. The public was in the back taking photos of a of a national security event. Yeah. But lock Hillary up. <laughs> You're gonna die. Hey, this is the most transparent administration <laughs> it is. that we have had it so is. far. I'm I was very So tempted. transparent they're willing to have those national security meetings right. in public. Hey yeah. it's the public's business. I guess yeah. we should be thanking the one photo I saw was someone Holding a like their cell phone flash, right? So they could read the do- the briefing documents. <laughs> just like, what is happening? Yeah, what isn't are- there a budget and a room for this? Like one that's quiet and sealed. And I'm pretty sure there's a camera lens right next to that <laughs> yeah. flashlight too on, yeah. on an yeah. iPhone. It's just I don't know. Without getting, I'm not trying to get political. I'm just no. really talking about the overall nature yeah. of how entertaining our uh, political system is right now. But how about that dam in Oroville, man? That's serious. And just think of how much of that water could have been used to make beer. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. shit. A whole bunch of it comes down yeah. to you in, in Long Beach from that dam, I think. Uh, if it does, if, I'm, I'm not aware of well, it. Well, like but, through the aqueduct system, it's mixed with other, but... Uh, yeah, we, that would make sense. It goes to the central uh, uh, central California, and, sure. I, and I think further. If you don't know, if you're not from California, it's actually one of the country's oh. largest dams. And because we've been in a drought for like eight years here um previous to this year it was so empty you should look up pictures that um you know nobody really paid attention we're having this rainy season and for the first time in its 50 year history water started pouring over the emergency spillway now i just read today that the uh, back in 2005 federal uh investigators told uh, the federal government and the state yeah. that the emergency spillway is inadequate because at the base of it, it's just dirt. It's just well, a that's, mountain. That's exa- It's kind of like a sink overflowing. The emergency spillway is really if the main controllable gated spillway totally fails. But yeah, things go over the emergency spillway. There's no kind of concrete chute right. or sluice yeah, to, to guide that water. It is just dirt. And as and soon it as the water erodes the very wall that is holding back the rest of the water. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, they had recommended it be fixed back in 2005. Uh, nobody wanted to foot the bill. So the federal government actually said, ah, it's cool. It meets our regulations. It's fine. And basically nobody ever expected there to be that much rain in California. Right. They evacuated nearly 200,000 people yesterday. That's crazy. Uh, from lower down the river, because it, it basically expecting the thing to fail. Yeah. So that was fascinating and So with scary. all that water getting thrown away, are we back in the drought? <laughs> <laughs> Is the drought back? Well, so that's a thing. And a lot of people complain about that, but it's it, that's not a realistic... Uh, uh, I know you're joking, too, but it's not a realistic view of what's happening. Really, all they need to do is make room for more water to fill, fill up again. It's going to rain for five days again. Again, next week, right. not yeah, to mention just have, your, yeah. your snow melt runoff that's going to happen for the rest of the year. Now, that being said, it would be nice if there was some plan for that river water to go yeah. somewhere. Um, but even environmentalists say that we need uh, river water to, to to flow down again for, for wildlife, not for our own drinking or whatever, but that wildlife has suffered for the last 10 years in the drought uh, because we have limited 
basically all the water that runs from here to the Pacific Ocean. Right. So if, if you like animals and shit, it's not that bad. Uh, I'm, I don't live up there. <laughs> <laughs> he lives downstream. Right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I promise we'll talk beer the rest of the show. I just wanted to bring it up that I'm full. Like a lot of times we'll come in and talk about a, a show that we're addicted to. For sure, yeah. Right now that show is America. Right. <laughs> right. It's you. It's oh, amazing. Right. Yeah. You're actually paying attention to the world. <laughs> yes. The world. I don't know anything about the rest of the world. Right. I just know what we're doing to it. The scope is oh. just narrowed now. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right. Let me get through a couple of announcements, and that way we can get to the beer talk today with Julian. Um, hey, Spring Brews Fest, I've been telling you about it. It's Saturday, April 1st, and tickets are now on sale. You can go buy your tickets. Uh, just go to thebrewingnetwork.com. You'll see the Spring Brews Fest logo. Click on it and buy a ticket. Um, you know, it may sell, sell out, so I would buy them. I'd buy them now. Uh, they're 40 bucks right now, or, or Bevo will charge you 50 bucks at the gate. So I would buy them early. Beavis a bitch like To get that. to the gate are only 45, so... <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so go do that now. Uh, it is San Francisco Beer Week. That's part of our event with Beachwood tonight and our tap takeover. Um, so come on down. We'll have Julian's beers on not just tonight, but probably for a couple of days. Tomorrow we've got Phantom Carriage in here, another great brewery. Um, I think it's on Friday we've got Hen House doing their double IPA release. And there's one other surprise event, if you're a member of the Hop Grenade Army. But uh, if you're not a member, you don't get to know about it. Uh, but if you are, we'll be sending out an email about that this week. So, yeah, SF Beer Week in full force. Tasty, I saw you went to the opening gala. I did. How was, was, how was that? It was very gallic. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, same venue as last year on the pier? <clears throat> on a pier, but not the same pier. Different pier? Uh, much nicer, better one. Uh, oh, that's good. And it wasn't raining and stuff, so it was nice. Was it outdoor or indoor? No, it's pier? indoor. It's yeah. indoor pier. It's nice. Uh, plenty of restrooms, so no, no problem there. Okay. Yeah, and uh, and good beer. A lot of good beer. Yeah, uh, like a hundred breweries or so. Wow. And uh, what's nice about the event is the brewers all show up because they're in town for beer week. Yeah. So that's the place to go. So they're all there. It's cool. That's cool. Yeah. It's become a hard ticket to get too. Uh, it sells out. Oh yeah, yeah. Think, they're, so. they're expensive, but I think it's well worth it. Yeah. And then, uh, Julian, you have other Beer Week events happening this week? We do. Uh, we've got an event at McKellar uh, on Thursday, mm-hmm. uh, and we're, we're doing a lot of Beachwood Blendery beer at that event, as oh, well cool. as some Beachwood Clean beer. Uh, tap Takeover also at Toronado on Friday. Wow. And then lastly, we're going to be doing the... Uh, we're super honored to be able to do the Celebrator anniversary. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's on Saturday, too. Right? You got yeah. it. And then I also don't want to forget, uh, on Friday night, we're also doing an event at the Good Hop in Oakland. Oh, cool. And that's kind of a co-headlining event with uh, the guys from Chapman Crafted and uh, Three Weavers. Great. Yeah. Didn't Three Weavers just win something? Gold. Yeah, the uh, Bistro uh, yeah. Double IP Festival. Really? Yeah. They were crowned the champions. They did it. Oh, yeah. First place for their naughty double IPA. Oh, your boys at Eagle Rock, yeah. JP, That's took, right, baby. took yeah, second awesome. place. L.A. cleaned up, dude. Yeah. Nice work. Third place uh, was Lonely our, Faction. our friends from Faction. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Roger probably hated that. Oh, for Faction, sure. Third place. Third place. Wow. Do head beer? Fuck. This is SF Beer Week. What are all these L.A. breweries that yeah. doing up here? Right. Uh, honorable mention went to Kern River, who uh, didn't they win last year or a couple years ago? Kern They've won before, won. for yeah. sure. They've yeah. won several times before, uh, especially People's Choice. They're always winning that. Is the brewer that we know still at Kern River? I think Kyle. Like, Kyle. Did no, Kyle he, leave? he left. He left. Okay. Yeah, he left um, towards the end of the summer. Kind of, I want to say end of 
end of August, and he is at lengthwise in Bakersfield now. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So he likes to stay in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? Bakersfield? Have you ever been? That is definitely not the middle of nowhere. <laughs> okay. I that is absolutely there. somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely it's somewhere. The only stop yeah. I ever make in Bakersfield is to a filthy strip club. That's what, that's what Bakersfield's good for. <laughs> that's why Kyle went there, I'm sure. Yeah. He's like, I love, I love it here. <laughs> it's great. It's so good. Uh, our <laughs> is that how Kyle talks? Yes, not at all. He can't. He can't. He, he's tired from standing up at the strip club. Oh, I guess. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sore voice. Yeah, I wore yeah. out from going. Yeah. Oh! All right. Here's some ways that you can support the Brewing Network. You can do your Amazon shopping by clicking the Amazon link on our homepage. You can do that in the U.S. and in the U.K. And uh, it's a great way to help us. You don't spend any more money than you normally do. We just get a piece of your money. So a lot of you do it. We appreciate it very much. You can subscribe and join the BN Army. And uh, for as little as $2 a month, that enters you into the More Beer Monthly Donation Giveaway. More Beer, of course, is the sponsor of this show and, and every session that we do. And uh, they're wonderful people over there. And they give away 100 bucks every every month to a member of the BN Army. So uh, go over there and, and just you know become a recurring donor. It's a great way to support us. Do it. Um, all right. You can get information about us over on Twitter. It's not as entertaining as some other people's Twitters. That's you know, true. There's no, like, national security information or accusing people of... Uh, <laughs> or passwords. Douchebags or, or passwords. passwords. That's true. There's nothing like that, but I'm, I'm sure we're highly entertaining in our own right. Um, <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> Maybe we can start posting national security information. It's a good idea. We can we can find out about it. So. <laughs> right, right. Just have Kim hang out at the golf course. Yeah. Uh, Ask the Russians. Oh, no. <laughs> you can also sign Burn. up uh, on Facebook, and we give a lot of updates about shows and things like that and uh, over at instagram i don't know what the fuck happens on instagram but something we have a lot of people following so something must happen probably i never got that like uh, who is do you remember when you know you'd go over to like your grandma's house your aunt's house or even your fucking friend's house and they're like oh let's look through my photo albums right and you're like god of course not it was used to be a joke like looking through people's photo albums yeah and now Instagram is like the most popular thing in the world. It's basically a photo album. Yeah, but yeah. it's 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 usually one photo at a time as yeah. opposed to an entire album. I see. You can do it at your at your own pace. Okay. It's not it's not so forced like when grandma used to do it. Right. <laughs> Look at the family picnic in seventy nine. Look at the powder blue tuxedo that your father's wearing. It's so handsome. Isn't he handsome? I think I have that in the attic. Hold on. Well, and they you're describing you. you're describing the worst part about looking at other people's pictures is their describing it with Instagram, you have the option to not read or give a crap about what they wrote and just look through the pictures. I see. I think hashtag I, think, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> exactly. I think the goal with Instagram is when you die and people look back at your feed, it's like basically the iPod. It, it's doing what the iPod did to shuffle music. Okay. Where it's not just one album at a time. Yeah. It's just every it's album ever life. just mixed together. I don't want that. I don't need a like, it's, it's I don't too, want a legacy. It's too late. In fact, I was uh, not to go off on a non beer tangent, That's but okay. I, I heard. Uh, I heard a piece on NPR last week, and some guy was talking about how, you know, younger generations now, all of their life is chronicled on the Internet. And in, you know, 100 years, instead of looking through a photo album, you'll be able to look at an entire person's postings, you know, from from childhood through the end of their life and pictures of the company, all that. And you can maybe, in some senses, get a better, you know shot of who the person was. Right. So I feel like more often than not, we're going to go, oh, God, this guy was a dick anyway. Right. <laughs> yeah. He's the troller. <laughs> All these shitty memes. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah no yeah. sense of humor. 
Yeah. Uh, Recycled content. Yeah. What an he, asshole. He killed his dog back in 85. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm the guy that took a thousand pictures of beer. You are that guy, yeah. Tasty, that's right. It'll make funeral slideshows a lot easier. <laughs> I was thinking that too. You used yeah. to have to go digging, right? And now you just, like oh, Julian yeah. said, you just search the person's name. How long before yeah. Instagram comes out with a, a subscription? You pay five bucks <laughs> to curate the funeral, and they'll just put together a PowerPoint slideshow. Perfect. Yeah, you know what? It seems like Facebook will already do that for you. Yeah, you, know, you log in, you're like, hey, look at a here's a a photo album video of the last yeah. year of your life. I'm like, yeah. I didn't fucking ask for that. No, happy, and happy, happy, I always really yeah. like this. Happy uh, right foot day. Here's a picture. Of, here's a video of all the things that we think you would like to see, and it's all half cropped, <laughs> shitty, blurry photos. But uh, every time I see those, I go, I feel like I'm at a memorial service. Yes. For here's my friendship with this person. Oh, it's really sad. It is sad. Yeah, there I, is a, I never watch it. There is a little bit of a workaround, though. Okay, and I think uh, <laughs> at least, and and this just goes to you know, kind of what what I feel. Uh, is the way to go through life, and that's do things that you're passionate about and spend time with people you love. And if that's the content of your photos, then you're covered. Yeah, that's true. But for <laughs> some really reason, and then and my, you, and like, you know the memory photo, like not yeah. even the videos, but just they post a photo like every day of a memory. Yeah. They're never good. For I me. hide those. It's always like my my dead my dead dog is in there. <laughs> Don't you want to remember? Uh, Don't you want to remember the, the 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 good things in your life that you no longer have, <laughs> nor do you have an equivalent to fill that? Yeah. yeah. Thanks for nothing, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, you got sucked. I woke up feeling good this morning, eating my breakfast, drinking a beer, really. Right. And yeah, and then and then I cry. Then you got sucked. Great. There's yeah. my day. All right, well, sign up on Instagram. There you and, go. Uh, and you too can be depressed <laughs> while you drink your breakfast. All right, you can send feedback, which you're about to read, uh, to feedback at thebrewingnetwork.com, and you can send show ideas there, or you can send them to bevo at thebrewingnetwork.com. Yes. All right, you want to do our Twitter game before feedback? Sure, why not? Uh, oh, hang on. Uh, I gotta, uh, or we could do feedback first. We could do feedback first. Uh, well, Northern Brewer. It's uh, not going to solve my who's, who's, problem. Who's, uh, no, no, don't, 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 that's what I got to find is a sponsor. So don't do a sponsor thing yet. Okay, I was going to make fun of my fault here. There they are. All right, we're getting there. We're getting there. I have the full confidence in you, uh, sort of beer shirt twenty. <laughs> We are baseball ish shirt. Yeah, blue blue sleeves with the. But I'm like the vibrant colors. His is more like degraded and he's got the vibrant person. He washed his a few more times. (laughs) You buy them this way now. They're distressed. Oh shit! Yeah. Oh, like the pants with the holes in them. Or my personality. (laughs) Just just distressed. (laughs) Just fucking distressed, man. All right. The Twitter game's brought to you today by the Wine and Hop Shop, locally owned and operated for over 40 years. Great friendly service with over 50 combined years of brewing. Experience, uh, experience. Half the staff is even brewed professionally. Uh, Brewing Network listeners will get eight dollar flat rate shipping on orders under fifty pounds. Just enter BN Shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. Uh, most items ship within twenty four hours. It's the only place to get Wisconsin Hop Exchange and Gorst Valley Hops, which is pretty cool. Grown yeah. in the uh, historical throwback. Wisconsin was once the top hop-producing state in the Union. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I do like the... It, it, it seems like a lot of these hop uh, places are becoming... The, the farm names are becoming just as prominent as the actual hop yeah. types, which is... I like to see that. It's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, AHA discount there. You get a 10% discount. They got over 100 varieties of hops, 100 varieties of yeast, 75 types of malts. Um, 
They got everything. So go check them out. It's the Wine and Hop Shop. All right, what's our Twitter game? Well, um, aside from uh, brewing beer, uh, Julian is also a fan of metal. Oh, that's right. Yeah, like, like sometimes, steel. sometimes good Fuck metal. Yeah, man. But sometimes really bad metal also. I make no apologies for right. my choice in music. <laughs> Nor should you. Um, so I think, uh, you know, a lot of that uh, translates, or some of that translates to some of the beer names and whatever. Uh, but I want to know if anybody has an opinion on what's the most metal ingredient oh. that he can make a beer with over at, uh, down at Beachwood there. The most metal The most metal. Like, uh, you know, I don't know, uh, you know, you bl- bone meal. I, I have no idea. <laughs> That'd be pretty metal. I have an answer for this. <laughs> as, you, as you play a very classic Molly Crew song. Yes. Uh, like, I, I really I really think hops are, uh, are a heavy metal hard rock ingredient. And people ask me, you know, why do you think IPAs are so popular? And for me, I think I think it's uh, because the style is super aromatic, super flavorful, and highly drinkable. Yeah. You really don't get that same combination in a lot of other styles. But like rock and roll, everybody likes a good rock song. They like a good groove. They like big, heavy chords, and it will never go out of style. I so agree with I all think hops are, are a heavy metal ingredient. That's so beautiful. put that in your fucking right. pipe. And well, smoke. Julian won Twitter, everybody. <laughs> Yay! Yeah. Send me your address. I'll send you a prize. Yeah. <laughs> See, me and Julian are brothers in this sense. <laughs> it's listed under pop metal. On oh, my, wow. I, can, I can go with that. Well, the, look, the they, they sold millions of records. <laughs> yeah. And that was pop. with Tommy Lee wearing yeah. a leather bikini. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hi, Doc. I can't see that as being a genre. Pop metal? Yeah. yeah it's I guess, like, you know, jumbo shrimp or whatever you want. <laughs> Doc's a metal hater. He doesn't no, like not. It. no, no. I it's okay. Not like everybody can be with the times, especially when you're really old. <laughs> wow, I've been here like five seconds. I just got hammered. <laughs> I like winger. I kid because I love. I haven't seen you in how long, and not even a high doc. Just fucking hammer me right now. Oh shit! I'm sorry. No. Oh, the He's tables are well, You know what? You're probably about as old as the guys in Motley Crue. Ah, uh, which isn't you know that's yeah. that's a good yeah. thing. As long as but a lot up. less wealthy. And those guys, those guys tear it up, man. They're on the same medication. I, I, I tear it up even for my age. That's true. You tear it up for my age, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. Um, good Twitter game. So tweet that in or do whatever you do, and we'll pick Instagram a winner, pick a winner yeah. at the end of the show. Do the things. All right. Let's do some feedback. Feedback's brought to you today by the Beer Law Center. You can go to beerlawcenter.com, and John will take care of you and your trademark. Uh, he takes care of the hop grenade for us, does a great job. Uh, he also does brewery filings, and you name it. Go to beerlawcenter.com. Trust me. John's good. All right. Some feedback. Jason W. writes in, uh, Hi, pricks. <laughs> as much as I know you loathe talking to the public, Justin, it was a pleasure to hear you taking listeners' calls again. May the show feel more interactive and for the people. Cheers from, from Jason. Well, he doesn't like seeing or talking to people face-to-face. Yeah, exactly. You know, if you're within touching distance, he doesn't want to talk. It's too close, and I, I don't know. At least there's a phone, and you can yell at them, and you, they can't. 
hurt you. <laughs> yeah, phones are fine. The person talk, the, the in-person talking, I mean, who gives a shit, really? Like, I don't care. They do. Fucking and, fax me, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd, I'd much rather get a fax from you <laughs> than talk to you. Do they even have fax machines anymore? <laughs> CBS? Well, they sell them as part of the rest of the junk on the machine. So. <laughs> now, to clarify, I'm fine taking phone calls. It's, 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 the problem is it's like in the last 30 seconds of the show, if people are calling in then, you know, we got to go. We've been on the air for three hours. But call in all show long. But, you know, believe me, we'll, we'll, take, well, one less rant we'll take the call. We could have, like, room for them. Ooh. That's why we have less calls now, actually, is because I don't rant enough anymore. Uh, that's it. You, must, don't, you don't give them time really to work right up a drug. I, I think you started out the show with a good one, though. I did. That'll get some people to call in. I, I'm sure it will. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you do want to call in, you can call in any time while we're live. 888-401-BEER. 888-401-BEER. Bevo, you get to talk to the lovely Bevo. Uh, she's normally nice to callers. Um, I am. And face. I'm obviously very gullible because... You I don't guys, believe that for one second. No. They, they call and they're like, oh, hi, I want to talk to Justin about blah, blah, blah. No. And then they get on and they pretend like they're Slovakian. And, <laughs> and it's really annoying. You I are, heard you're into that sort of thing, though. <laughs> she has an up. accent. You, you are a terrible phone screener, let's be honest. But it's not my fault. Like, people mess with me. They lie with they lie. I know, right but how long face. have you been doing it? You oh, can't, yeah. you, you know, you well, haven't no, they use developed their any voice. skills to. Oh, you sound normal. The guy, you are just okay, gullible. The guy <laughs> Last week was like, hi, my name's blah, 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 and I have a question about blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. he got on the phone, and he was Slovakian. <laughs> totally he, different. Yeah. He was totally different. Yeah. Not my fault. Hello, I yeah. am using one phone. <laughs> I'm using only phone. I wired together out of beep, fillings beep, from teeth. Beep, 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 beep. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of phone numbers, did we ever figure out what the answering machine phone number was? No. no. I don't know. No? Are we, are we paying for that? <laughs> it's like something DOTW. If you can figure out the other numbers. <laughs> you guess the other numbers. Yeah. You'll be fine. <laughs> what's the, what's somebody's yeah. got it, We weren't now. getting any good calls anyway. It's, it's no. a moot point. It doesn't matter. That's true. Yeah. It was, it was bullshit. Well, and if you remember, most of our phone calls that we got for Drunk of the Week live weren't very good anyways. We made them better. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's true. And that's just a lot of work. So yeah, <laughs> just, just call in live. Yeah. And by the way, we still take drunk of the week calls too. Right, you've it's always a said common that. misconception. Right. People are like, you don't take drunk of the week calls. Or you can be drunk any time in the week. Just leave the message. Yeah. Well, but not if I can't. Not if I don't. Wait, we don't know the number. Eight 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 win D O T W. no, it's not eight 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 though. All the eight 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 numbers were gone. I think. Beverly, goddamn. Or did you just look it up somewhere? No, I'm reading what Blobber is writing in the chat room. In the chat. He's not even American. Could you say it again? Call that number and see if that's what it is. Because I feel like it's 805 win DOT. I feel like it's 405. I don't even think it was like 88 (laughs) numbers. Try it, B. Okay. Yeah. See what happens. Call and be drunk. Leave a message. All right. uh, Ben in Fort Collins uh, wrote in. He was upset with me about my... um, (laughs) He was hyper upset with me. Whoa, really? (laughs) Well... What could you have done? And I'm so stupid that I do these things. <laughs> like, we're opening a hop grenade in Fort Collins, and then I insulted Fort Collins. Oh, oh you, yeah. mean, you mean photo? But, but grow some fucking skin. You're, you're right. going to get the shank. You know that, right? I, yeah. And you know, but gonna I'm going to say too. that. Now, see, these are the conversations, <laughs> these are the conversations I do like having in, yeah. in person, in public. When, when I can tell people, stop being such a pussy about things. And all I said was I was making fun of Colorado for using too many acronyms. 
Sims. Right. You know? Foco, Lodo. Um, that's all. Mordor. <laughs> <laughs> Which is where we're opening. Right. Yeah. No, Mordor. We're opening. Anyway, he, here, I'll, in his words. Uh, hi. Oh, and this is what's worse. Hi, I just listened to your podcast for the first time. <laughs> oh, wow, really? And he's from Fort Collins. For the first time. It's not bad. Uh, when he's already I, got an opinion after one? <laughs> first time, last time. When I, when I tuned in, I noticed someone ragging on Colorado about how we love using acronyms for cities or regions, uh, like FOCO, LODO, RHINO, NOCO. Um, or how the only people Rhino? who use the word Frisco are from Colorado, which that wasn't That's, me. No, that, that was, was me. AP. Yeah, that was totally me. <laughs> I'll own it. Oh, so, it's, it's still not okay to do that. He says, I feel that I need to clarify some things for you guys. Oh, well, by all means, unleash your feelings do. into the Internet. I'm from and I live in Fort Collins, Colorado. Foco. And it's true that we do have lots of silly acronyms Foco. for cities. But we are in, By the way, can we just stop there? Right. It's true that we have lots of silly acronyms <laughs> yeah. for cities. Signed, Ryan. So Why can't this email be over right now? You're all done. You're yeah. from there you're and you admit that they're silly, but you don't like the fact that we were calling them silly. <laughs> Well, here's why. Because we're just from Frisco. It's because we are by no means the only ones. You may not be aware, but Colorado has been flooded with California transplants. I am actually aware of that. Uh, And in fact, uh, you can't swing a stick around here without hitting some hipster douchebag who refers to their home state as Cali. Cali this and Cali that. Or they they constantly use the acronyms NorCal or SoCal. Blame Dr. Dre, all right? Uh, NorCal and SoCal's cool. We don't say Cal. <laughs> he says, um, even when they talk about beer, they say, the best beer is from Cali, bruh. Bruh. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> and he says it's the same with the MJ. Now I think he's making fun of people from Riverside. <laughs> yeah. We're going right. to have to write this guy a letter. Yeah. Yeah, Riverside is so close to the beach. He says it's the same with marijuana. <laughs> the best weed is from Bolt, bruh. We Bolt. Bolt. Humboldt. Referring to Humboldt. Oh, I have never heard, I've I've never never heard, heard anybody of anybody that made up. That's new. Although, I bet that douchey California transplants in Colorado use Bolt. I yeah. could see that happening. They yeah. probably say it's from Jefferson. Uh, I mean, I'm drawing a tear in my eye that all these douchebags left California. <laughs> and then he says, uh, the only person I've heard use the term Frisco, which we were talking about, right. was some fucking guy from San Francisco. Uh, but that person still had it wrong. Trust right. me. Right. Nobody dead says now. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he says, before you throw shade at a state, check your own backyard. Uh, that being said, I enjoyed the show and looking forward to the next podcast. Ben, but it's not all. <laughs> It's not our backyard. It sounds like it's your backyard, Ben. Our backyard's clean and free. <laughs> well, Ben, I certainly agree with you. Um, and by the way, I don't like all the Cali, NorCal, SoCal shit either. Uh, yeah. Cali is bad. I, I, I've i never used that. And I, no, I, that, never. That would make me uncomfortable, too. <laughs> that uncomfortable. sounds very douchebaggy. Yeah. I've been here a long time. Yeah. No, I could ever do it. I would no. never say I'm from Cali. Frisco, yeah. actually. I would never say I'm from Fris- NorCal. No. Or I'm, go- hey, I'm headed down to SoCal. But I don't mind those because... They've been in like popular culture for the last twenty fucking years, so it's it's kind of a thing now, right? Well, I use those, I think, in emails and, and texting. You but, do, you know, okay. when I'm talking to people, yeah, which is a fairly normal thing to do. California, not not for Justin yeah. though, yeah. on the phone or right. face to face. Then you would say, "I'm from Southern California. I FaceTime. live in Northern California. I do that too." But yeah, right, Ben, uh, you're right. But listen, it's not the last time I'm going to make fun of Fort Collins, especially now that I'm going to be a uh, semi-resident. Right. So, you're going to have to grow some thick skin. Right. Right. Try another podcast. And You'll probably do it while you're there. 
Yeah, and well, why wouldn't I? I make fun of the people here in Concord, too, because they sure. fucking deserve it. Hey, we are amazing you people. You make fun of the people in Martinez. <laughs> and I love Martinez. In fact, yeah. Ben... <laughs> From, from Foco. Foco. <laughs> Foco. If I Foco. stop making fun of Fort Collins, you should yeah. be really concerned. Because it actually would mean that I don't like the place. Richard, right. Richard. I only make fun of places that I like. Can we make right. a beer called Foco You? <laughs> Julian, can that be our collaboration? <laughs> sure. Foco yourself. Foco yourself. Go Foco yourself. Yeah, that's right. Please, Go Foco I am yourself. looking for collaborations to put on tap for our opening in Fort Collins, and that would That'd be, be a good. fucking great. <laughs> be great. Go. Foco yourself. Yeah. Foco Go. yourself. It has to be Yo. yourself. Yes. Foco Go yourself. Foco yourself. All right, Ben. Thanks yeah. for uh, listening and for writing in. I and also thanks it. for admitting that we were right. <laughs> right. Above anything. Hey. Right. First, we were, we were correct. Yeah. They're silly. All right, here's a website suggestion. Uh, hey, Justin, JP, and the gang. Uh, I wrote to you all a few days ago about adding page numbers at the bottom of the website so people could go back through the archives easier. Well, today, I found that you actually have a search-by-month feature on one of the sidebars of the oh, website dear. that essentially allows me to do exactly what I wrote to you about. Well, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to let you know I consider myself a window licker for my transgression and will continue my quest to the archive without any further complaint. Love the show. Uh, getting through my work week uh blah 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 from which Cameron. i admitted the uh the email that he sent because it was okay. you know between the things but it was essentially four paragraphs on how we could fix our right transgression well cameron i actually agree with you so there is a search function you can ser- if you know the brewery name that you're looking for the name of the guest you can just type that into the search function there's also the by month uh function but I actually agree. Our old website used to um, list the archives in a in an easier way to browse them with page numbers on the bottom, and I am fixing that. We're having another new website built right now, um, and Ooh. and I'm not doing it, so that's a good thing. So it's not going to give you like well, like the heart attacks that I get, the last one gave you exactly. And the last one was just a temporary fix anyway. I don't yeah. think I said that at the time, but for I, all the work you did it on it and all the. Yeah, but that was the thing. I had to do all that work so that I could then have somebody who knows what they're doing make a great website. Uh, but you have to lay the turd for someone to polish the turd. Correct. Okay, got it. So, got it. Well um, put. Thank you. The company is out of Colorado. As Real a nuggets of, fact. of wisdom. Uh, which part right of Colorado? There. Uh, <laughs> Foco. Awesome. Actually, I think they're in Boulder. Which uh, I don't think Boldo. Bodo. 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 Yeah. Bold. Oco. Boulders. Yeah, just make it longer. Um, anyway, uh, and just drop the U. On Boulder. my list of features, uh, a, a easier way to browse our archives like it used to be is on the set list. Yeah. So you're actually going to get what you wanted anyway, <laughs> even though you sent a long, weird... Even though uh, now you don't want it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we do have an official um, judgment on the Drunk of the Week uh, phone number? Okay. 855. I knew it. Isn't that what I said? I said 805. You said 805. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you understand Thirsty. a barber's subliminal messages <laughs> yeah, from our Firestone right. Walker deck. On right. the and I just called this number. Uh-huh. And do you know, it's like, thank you for calling the Brewing Network. For an employee directory, please press 1. What the hell is Who that? Who set that up? <laughs> I did. Oh. And, but then doesn't, doesn't it first say, if you're calling for... And journey? then it says, for DOTW, press... Blah, blah, blah. Got it, yeah. Well, listen, we're professionals here. And yeah, but whose extensions are on there? <laughs> None. None's extensions. <laughs> None extensions. Because it's our, it's our cell phones, and the last thing we want is fucking listeners calling Bevo in the middle of the night. Yeah. <sighs> it's happened. That's the first thing we want. Remember that? For, for Bevo, press two. <laughs> oh, fuck yeah! <laughs> <laughs> 
This is Viva. It's happened. I made the mistake of having my phone number on fa- my Facebook, and you can call through Messenger. Oh, no. Yeah. And a, a creeper oh. called me like several times. Oh, really? I, yeah. He got blocked. Viva. Uh, Schumann, stop it. <laughs> would, would you be okay with it, though, if the creeper was uh, remarkably handsome? Yeah, and had an English accent. English accent, too. Mm. Yeah. And had sleeves and a bald head. Probably, it's the same, yes. though. Viva. Uh, Hello, Bevo. Hello, Bevo. Source yes. of yeah, like, What if it was Jude Law? Would you be okay with that? Put I mean, that away, Red Hot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run a business out there. Someone just flashed me in the window. Yeah. yeah. I believe that's our first female flash. We have, had, we have had a lot of male nipples on that window. That's, that's true. That was a great set. Another reason why you should watch <laughs> the show live. Did that really uh, happen? That yeah. happened. Yeah, happened. No, you missed it. Just, just happened. Thank God my boss isn't here. You have a boss? Well, he's pretty. I mean, the general manager. I guess I'm his boss. Oh, he's here. But, oh, shit. Well, oh, Kevin? Yeah. There, he's just handing oh, her, I, he's I giving left, her $20 right now. <laughs> I left her with him. <laughs> great. And he let her near their window. <laughs> uh, she does have a great set, though. Yes, she does. Okay. Uh, well. Chris writes in, what the <laughs> shit? Uh, what's with all the hate thrown at JP? That's right. That's what I've always... Welcome to my life, Questions friend on the internet. never been asked. On Are you a show. hate magnet? I may or may not have written this email. He says, uh, sure, the East Coast IPA thing is getting tired, but is this the only thing to gripe about on the session? Oh, fuck no. Uh, we can do better. Make the BN great again. Keep up the, the great work. I can't Huge. tell if that's a, an email in support of you or not. It, because he starts, know. what's with the hate thrown at JP? But then he says... And I'm gonna I'm a paraphrase. Right. JP, shut the fuck up about uh, East Coast IPAs. Yeah, I don't know. Are we done? <laughs> hey, they're your listeners. These well, are I don't your know. fans. <laughs> Shit. Maybe he likes that you hate things. He just wants you to hate something else. Hate more, something new. He doesn't want to curtail the hate. Right. He yeah. just wants to shift. It. Redirect it. I hate. I hate West Coast versions of New England IPAs. Is Perfect. that better? That's an acronym. Especially ones from No No Cal and So SorCal or whatever. Yeah, it is. Some <laughs> one of those Friday nights. And the Jefferson. The state of Jefferson. That's right. <laughs> That's so one of those Friday nights. Like, what are you having? Oh, I'm having this cloudy IPA. I'm not going there. All right. Well, that was from Chris. He's a ranger in the BN Army. Thanks for that. All right. And now this one is hate mail for me. Uh, for me. Yeah. For you? Exactly. <laughs> it's targeted, right? Well, as the listeners know, I have been diagnosed uh, with a severe vitamin B12 deficiency, which is basically a liver problem. Oh. And... And I mentioned that uh, the last time I had said liver problem, where, like, my enzymes are all, like, uh, elevated and shit, uh, listeners wrote in to me and were very nice with advice. And and one of them is even a medical professional who uh, sent me some stuff to take. Well, on last week's show, I mentioned that. And the first thing I said was he sent me medication. And then the look on JP's face when I said, like, thinking that I'm taking somebody else's prescription. (laughs) So I very quickly was, like, trying to think of another word. I was like, no, 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 not not that. Um, Like, homeopathic stuff. Like like herbs and crap? Yes. And the look got worse, by the way. What did he send you, like, powdered deer penis or something like that? (laughs) Yeah. Sublingual deer penis? (laughs) 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 This is where he... Rub it on your cock? This is where he got upset. 
because the stuff he sent me is not homeopathic, and in fact, it is the number one thing that dockers, doc, dockers, doctors, doctors, uh, recommend people with uh, my particular liver conditions take. Is it by and any so, chance B12? It's <laughs> <laughs> it's not. Um, yeah, but it should be. I take. I am now on like an, an enormous regiment of B12. Figuring out, I have to do that for six weeks to decide now, if I need injections. Now you don't have to justify drinking all those Red Bulls. No. Um, you're like, hey, I need this, fucko. This right. is my medicine. I, I have a full <laughs> jar of B12 gummy bears at my house. Oh. They're all yours. <laughs> uh, I got all the, I got, I've got all the B12 I need for the moment. Oh, yeah. And it might not even work because if my liver is not absorbing it still, I then have to go to injections. Ooh, um, I like that. You like needles, too, don't but, you? Oh, he likes yeah. injections. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Didn't say I like needles. Yeah. So, oh. beef uh, this particular listener, who, by the way, uh, originally back yes. when I had my original problem, took time out of his day, and he sent me. So he's very nice. Very was sweet, upset man. that I called it homeopathic because he yeah. thinks that because well, home- everybody else was upset mm. you called it medication. Yes, <laughs> but he thinks that's a load of shit. It's not. Right. Home- it's real shit. And he wanted. And I told him like I'll do a fucking PSA or whatever. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, do you you want to just hear what he, his? I would love to. Hey, Justin, glad to hear you have a B12 deficiency. Because <laughs> um, you're a prick. I can fix that over the internet. <laughs> no, he says, glad to hear you have a deficiency-induced neuropathy, which that is what I have. And then based on what you described on how much you drink, that was my first guess. And by the way, what he means is he's glad I don't have syphilis or HIV right. or any of the other things it could have been. How do we know? Um, I got tested for all right. of them. <laughs> My doctor said oh, for science. Like, uh, you have no idea. There was like twelve vials taken out of me. Right. Were you out of, out of where? <laughs> yeah, out of my dick. Uh, I was like, uh, I there's don't... not much left. Yeah, <laughs> it's the only vein still working. So who, so who suggested that? Uh, the doctor. Okay. Yeah. She basically, I was having other issues, and she's like, "All right, we're going to test for everything." And it, luckily, I got the best of what the clean bill could be. Well, no, I got the <laughs> I got the least problematic of the problems. Well, yeah. If it's if we can treat C- it, can you transmit a B twelve uh, deficiency to somebody else? I don't think so. Why are you worried? Yeah. <laughs> I need to be tested. So he says, uh, I'm writing because I'm the guy that sent you info on milk thistle extract. That's the stuff. That's homeopathic. Yeah, it's not like the farthest. uh, However, it is still, I did a lot of reading on it after he yelled at me. Right. Um, It is the number one recommended thing by medical doctors for uh, a liver functioning like mine. A lot of prescriptions are written for Uh, that. So it's called the Silly Marin. I'm probably saying it wrong, but whatever. Milk thistle extract. And he said, I was a bit frustrated to hear you call it homeopathy uh, when it's considered a frontline treatment for liver disease. I'd rather we don't use the term liver disease yet. Well, yeah, you're not old enough. Wow. It's more I like just, a, it's more like a stick liver with person, it's it's a stick with personality disorder. So yeah, that I can yeah. deal with. It's a condition. I have liver malfunction. <laughs> a, a liver <laughs> condition. Condition, fine. Right. Uh, he said, homeopathy is bullshit and should not be associated with plant-derived medicine. Well, isn't like aspirin the original homeopathic, you know, drug out there? I mean, it's derived originally from willow bark, I think. Is yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, I mean, hippie. look, if anything has plenty of science to back it up, I suppose it doesn't matter where that drug is created, whether it comes from a natural plant source or whether it's something created in the lab. Yeah. There's plenty of research and science behind it. I agree. Go for it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Look at this, hey, homeo. More thistle for you. Uh, anyhow, you know, he wrote a bunch of shit about it, and I'm not going to... I'm bored. Oh, he just blasted you some more? 
We can't hear that. But he does say uh, it will help your liver be able to metabolize the B12. And if you want to walk in five years without being on a fuckload of Vicodin. Who says I want that? <laughs> right. I read that and yeah. I was like, oh, this Wait, is good. Are you, telling me, are you telling me that, yeah, that my next option is a shitload of Vicodin? Yeah. I'm in. Wait, no. Winning. You're, you're already on a shitload of Vicodin. We just don't tell people. <laughs> right. But you could be in a whole shitload. I mean, it doesn't count if you snort it, right? No, it doesn't. <laughs> That's no. not a Or if you take the suppositories, it doesn't matter. It does not it count, count at all. Yeah. yeah, the booty bump. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I like to rotate between. Hey, come on. You yeah. got to spit around a little. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Michael, I I got the fucking silly Marin. Okay, I'm going to take it. So thank you for your your help. I do Did appreciate you it. Call Marin silly. <laughs> yeah, I That's got a the place in Cali. Whatever. What? Nori Cali. <laughs> nor Nor Cali. Nor Cali. All right, that's your feedback today. So thanks for writing in. Um, I appreciate it very much. Before we go to break, let me remind you about. Oh, this name. Nashimini Creek Brewing. Yes. Yeah. See, I, you see why I'm doing this one early in the show? <laughs> is that an Indian name? <laughs> Nashimini Creek Brewing has been on the Philly Beer Map since 2012. Three-time Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewer of the Year, 14, 15, and 16. Uh, two-time GABF Vienna Style Lager Medal winner. That's cool. 2013, the gold, and 2016, the bronze. I love a Vienna Lager, too. So, Dude, uh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, also a, a bronze. Style. It is, right? Yep. Uh, they also got a bronze for their smoked lager in 2016. Uh, they've expanded and recently removed, the, uh, renovated sorry, their tap room with 24 beers on tap, 18 which are rotating and seasonal beers. Variety of beer styles from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable and poundable lagers. Two oak fermented saisons and sour beers, so a little bit of everything. Free brewery tours on Saturdays um, and a new second location opening this spring. You can go check it all out at com, And we thank them so much for joining our family of sponsors here on the session. Yeah, man. Family. It's a family. Let me borrow 20 bucks. Family. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Beardy. Yeah. I didn't even say anything. You thought it, though. I did. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, it's time to start talking Beachwood beer with Julian Trago. Yeah, yeah. And we got a lot to drink and talk about. So hang in there. It's the session. We'll be right back. Listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Are you a member of the White Labs Customer Club? If not, you should be. It's the easiest way to earn free stuff for turning in your old homebrew labels from either vials or pure pitch. All you have to do is save your labels and redeem them for things like free yeast, an exclusive White Labs t-shirt or sweatshirt, and even the opportunity to brew with the yeast man himself, Chris White. Signing up is easy. Just go to whitelabs.com slash customer club, fill out the registration form, and then mail in your labels. They will return the favor by sending you awesome White Labs swag. Go sign up today at whitelabs.com slash customer club. White Labs, pure yeast and fermentation since 1995. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! Do you like beer? They make beer. Watch out! Do you like friends and fun? They make friends and fun. Watch out! Do you still like to have a good time? The 21st Amendment. Watch out! 
the 21st Amendment in San Francisco, located at 563 2nd Street, two blocks from the building where baseball is seen and played. Try their beers in the pub or try them in the can, featuring Monk's Blood. Made with real monk. Watch out! So why not have the best time of your life? Go to the 21A and Sean O'Sullivan will personally greet you with a can of Monk's Blood. The 21st Amendment. Watch out! This advertisement is not in any way affiliated nor associated with the 21st Amendment Bar and Pub, nor its subsidiaries or affiliates. This telecast is not copywritten by the 21st Amendment for the private use of the Brewing Network. Any use of this telecast without Jamil Zanishev's consent is prohibited. Saka JP. Brewing great beer is a process of continuous learning, and the best books on every aspect of brewing can be found at Brewers Publications, with more than 50 awesome titles like Modern Homebrew Recipes by Gordon Strong, Designing Great Beers, The Ultimate Guide to Brewing Classic Beer Styles by Ray Daniels, American Sour Beers, Innovative Techniques for Mixed Fermentations by Michael Tonsmeyer, For the Love of Hops, The Practical Guide to Aroma, Bitterness, and the Culture of Hops by Stan Hieronymus and Radical Brewing Recipes, Tales, and World Altering Meditations in a Glass by Randy Mosher, plus many, many more. These are the books and the authors with the knowledge to push your brewing farther than you thought possible. And you'll find them all at fine homebrew and book retailers everywhere. And visit the website at BrewersPublications.com. Brewers Publications, all the best on beer and brewing. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, More Beer was behind it. More Beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge. Morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members. And some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz, the forum, the learning center, and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog. More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making. Marin Brewing Company in Northern California has been making award-winning beers for more than 25 freaking years. Today, I want to tell you about their new 12-ounce cans of Mount Tam Pale Ale. The good stuff, Mount Tam is bright gold. 5.5% ABV to keep you feeling good and has been winning awards since 1989. If you're visiting the Bay Area, get your butt out to Marin Brewing Company. They pour tasty beers and serve great food every day until midnight. Come in for a tour, stay for the food, and pick up a six-pack of cans of Mount Camp Pale Ale to enjoy at home, camping, biking, or whatever the hell you do. Owner Brandon Moylan has this to say about Marin Brewing beers. It's freaking awesome. Marin Brewing has won more than 100 gold medals in international competitions. Check out MarinBrewing.com for all their award-winning beers, food, and merch. Marin Brewing Company in Larkspur, California. Award-winning taste, refreshing finish. It's freaking awesome. This is Corey King from Side Project Brewing, and you're listening to the session on the Brewing Network. All right. 
Welcome back to the show. A good show with Beachwood Brewing in the studio. Good show. Before we get to that beer, don't forget about our friends over at Great Fermentations. They have the largest catalog of Blickman products on the web, and their staff is some of the best trained in the biz on using Blickman products. They've got top-notch customer service and same-day shipping on so many items. Check them out at greatfermentations.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook, GR8 Fermentation, Great Fermentation, and Instagram and Twitter. Greatfermentations.com. See, everyone's on Instagram, dude. I know. It's the thing. Telling stories. I was on it this morning. Because people... And I feel so fresh and clean. <laughs> I, I joined it recently. Is, oh, you've been also, I, got, I got follower, 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 follower. And I'm, you know, See? I don't even know how to use the goddamn yeah, That's It's a, like a, a little little hit of dopamine every time someone follows Doc's you. Doc's like, hey, check out it? this root canal. <laughs> no, not like that. It's about the beer community. Okay. Not, no. I got no friends in the dental community. Why not? Yeah. I do. Actually, cast I do. Out, you've been cast away. <laughs> yeah. I do. They no. generally only associate with people who have active licenses to practice <laughs> dentistry. There's that. Is, doc, are you doing some back alley dentistry these days? <laughs> do root canals with a coat hanger? <laughs> I don't do the coat hanger. Hot sewing needle, maybe. <laughs> do it with a Makita drill. Sprinkles. Oh, by the way, you can have that back soon. Okay, great. <laughs> All right, so as I mentioned, we have Julian Schrago in the studio with us. You can call in 888-401-BEER, or you can hit the chat button uh, if you want to ask questions. And uh, before we get into the beer, by the way, because we're not going to go too far into it, I just want to mention that your Loma Prieta uh, Pilsner... Right? Yes, mm-hmm. is a fantastic. Pilsner. Thank you. Such a good beer. Thank and, you. Um, it was refreshing. I had two already. I've talked to oh, people good. out there, and that's the first thing they said. Oh yeah, was how awesome that pills. Oh, it's so Thank good. You. Thank I've you. now moved over to the uh, Citraholic. That's um, what I'm talking about. Which is a big jump. Really. Should it be Citraholic. Yeah. Um, uh, is it citrolic? Well, hey, should, by the way, shouldn't it be something else entirely other well, than if, what the if, guy who made it up flows off the tongue a little bit better? By the way, by the way, you guys yeah. are totally fucking busted Uh-oh. because because Uh-oh. I was in the bathroom and I saw your, your event poster in there. Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna read the the last sentence for the uh, the Beechwood Uh-oh. night description. Okay. Come enjoy his company along with a huge lineup of his SoCal classics. Yeah! <laughs> wow. That's it. You guys are done. We are buzzing. You know who wrote that? Up here in NorCal. Is Moscow. And Moscow uses all the shitty words. Oh, like hella. I've always wondered who wrote those. He hella uses shitty words. Why didn't you have Kim like look it over before you let Moscow out on the real world? I don't know. Yikes. Give him something to do, I guess. Yeah, that's his job. Good Totally busted us. <laughs> Frisco favorite. <laughs> I'll get him up here in he's Frisco. The, Fris- the Frisco kid. Yeah. Even though he's from SoCal. He abbreviates everything because that's all he does is type in the poker chat. Yeah. Mm. So. Makes sense. Shorthand. All right. So uh, mm-hmm. before we get into the beers that we have in our glass, I, I, I did want to try to talk about your, your brewing history a little yeah. bit. Because it's, sure. it's, it's interesting to me. And, and I'm going to tell you why. Because... This is your first professional brewing gig. Yeah. You were, and we've known uh, Julian for years now since um, you were a lowly uh, home brewer, mm-hmm. brewing amazing beers. And of course, it's not uncommon at all um, for a home brewer to turn pro. But you, I feel like you just sort of jumped over what most people have to do entirely and and ended up uh in this brewery position that you're at as a as a head brewer and a partner i believe Mm -hmm. um skipped over all of the sort of resume building um as at least as a professional 
and also hit the scene as an award-winning brewer, by the way, multi-award-winning brewer, in the first year of, of your beers hitting the market. And I'm... I don't know how the fuck you did it, Julian, is what I'm getting at. Um, good luck. It was a good homebrewer. <laughs> well, you were a great homebrewer. Let me be more specific. Yeah. How did you get um, Beachwood Barbecue? It was a staple around Long Beach for, for years, right? Uh, really Seal, Seal Beach, technically. The Seal so Beach very okay. like the northernmost city in, in Orange County, which yep. abuts Long Beach, and which is L.A. County. Okay. But uh, to give a little history on Beachwood as a as kind of an enterprise, it was originally started as a small barbecue restaurant and craft beer bar in Orange County by my business partners Gabe Gordon and his wife Lena. Okay, and it was uh, it's it's still there, thriving, very quaint barbecue restaurant. But they were one of the first uh, places in Southern California to to have rotating taps. Okay, and, and certainly the first I, I believe in Orange County. Okay. Um, because they were because they were such a, a small restaurant, they weren't always able to get the same beers and have them on at the same you know like always have the same IPA on week after week, and so it kind of became this regular thing that they were always rotating in new beers, and it became a beer centric business really quickly. And I became friends with Gabe and his wife Lena shortly after they opened Beachwood. I loved hanging out there. It's still an amazing place. So as a as a patron, as a patron, yeah, okay, yeah. And at the time, um, kind of in the early two thousands, I'd become a little discontent with my day job um, as an engineer. Not that I disliked engineering. I just where I was at the particular company at that time, it just wasn't working for me. Okay. So I put together a business plan to open a small production facility. And right about the time that I was getting ready to roll that out, Gabe and his wife uh, approached me and said, hey, do you want to do you want to partner up and do a brew pub? Because they wanted to expand the enterprise, but they didn't want to just you know, uh, do a rubber stamp of what they had, what they, you know, already had a carbon copy of what they already had. And more people were opening beer bars and more people were having access to really good beer. So what was going to set the second Beachwood apart from, okay. And that was, so that, that makes sense to me. And I, and I don't mean this uh, in an offensive way, but, Mm -hmm. But why do that with you? Why do that with someone who doesn't? Aren't no, there tr- no track record. No track record. <laughs> and I'm just, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I hear that you were friends. They, they yeah. probably tried your homebrew, which any one well, of us was, who had tried loved it. And that was certainly one of the things that brought us tighter is, uh, is I used to bring my homebrews to Beachwood and share them with everybody pretty frequently on a, like a weekly basis or a couple times a week. And often Gabe would close down the restaurant and he and I would just be hanging out okay. sharing some homebrew okay and it was a it was a friendship that formed uh, pretty quickly through beer uh i had the uh, i was really fortunate and, and it's probably just good timing on my part that um when i really dove into homebrewing and got super passionate about it yeah. was before this whole second wave kind of took off okay and so i was able to uh I, I feel that there were a lot of brewers that were very accessible at the time like uh, i became good friends with with jeff bagby with tommy arthur um i got to know vinnie chalerzo and then people like roger davis <laughs> and um they they tried my home brews, gave me feedback. They invited me to come and hang out at the breweries, and eventually they started inviting me to come brew my homebrew recipes on their systems at a professional scale. So I got exposure to it. Okay. Before before I even went pro, which was an awesome opportunity, and sure. I owe, owe all those people so much for that. Well, and then now for 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 your part to take that leap. 
how did you have even the, the confidence that you could build a professional brewery? I mean, that's a whole other animal, right? Like, right. it sounds like you knew your way around a brewery by then. You, you knew you could brew on a professional system. But what about putting one in and deciding what you need? And, I mean, where did that come from? Talking to a lot of people, and, and fortunately there are a lot of people who are willing to share information. And I think, I mean, with by no small measure, my my engineering background helped me with a lot of that stuff because that so much of running a brewery, especially, you know, the larger the brewery gets, uh, it's just a lot of mechanical operations. Sure. And so, uh, you know, having exposure to engineering helps a lot. Okay. And you're very, uh, despite looking like a thug, um, yeah. you're actually very methodical and scientific <laughs> about how you approach, uh, well, work and, sure. and beer and your recipes and all of that. Sure. So, um, if you say so. Yeah. Of course, why not? Fuck <laughs> it. Oh, by the way, a couple neck it's just, tattoos it's just, help. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Uh, it's just sex. You know, we can optimize the angle of approach here. But, um, yeah. Okay. So this is how you approach things. So you you felt confident then at the time that, yeah, fuck it, we can do this. Well, I was excited. And I, you, when you do something like this, you have to believe that you can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, I, I tried to kind of check myself and, and make sure that my sense of ambition didn't outpace my sense of humility. Okay. So I was always looking for criticism and ways to kind of keep myself humble and driven at the same time. Which is how you approached your homebrew, too. Uh, to you know, I hope so. To, yeah. You really invited criticism and absolutely uh, how, how to make it better. Absolutely. You, uh, you've got, you know, I learned a valuable lesson from my, my father a long time ago was um, you've got nothing to lose by assuming that criticism is valid. <laughs> yeah. And th- th- those are words to live by, at least for me they are. Yeah. And um, I was always inviting criticism, always entering competitions because I wanted feedback and I wanted to see what people thought of my beers when they had no idea it was my beer. Yeah. When they knew nothing more about it other than this is the style. That makes sense. Yeah. That's how you got the real feedback yeah, about yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. I mean, nothing nothing is shittier than hearing somebody say, oh, I don't enter competitions because the beer is good. I know the beer is good. That's, that's the like saying, like, yeah. hey, I jack off a lot. You know, that's why I'm good in bed. <laughs> Like, come on, but well, that's not true. Yeah. <laughs> hey, don't, don't knock it. <laughs> Tell my hand that. Right. Yeah, yeah. My hand right. I mean, righty's better than lefty. But <laughs> do you find now in the professional competition world that that sort of anonymous feedback is still valuable for you? Oh, for sure. Okay. Especially as uh, especially as a professional brewer, because if you're honest uh, with yourself about things. I'm rarely surprised by feedback that I get from GABF and World Beer Cup okay. and uh, the other competitions that we enter. Meaning Usually, that you know what's wrong with your beer or not? Typically. like okay. I, It's it's unusual that I'll get uh, a scorecard back and be like, oh, this person is way off base. Those flavors were not in the beer. It's usually The judges are usually really good and qualified, and it's like, yep, they're right. Okay. That beer was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's talk about that briefly. Sure. And this isn't to, to pat you on the back, but um, in your very first year, I remember being at the Great American Beer Festival. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, we streamed the awards. And how many did you win that year? Because I remember being so surprised. So uh, technically, <laughs> Shock, okay, really. here we go. So we opened in 2011. Okay. And we actually entered GABF after we were brewing for just six weeks. Oh, really? And wow. None of those picked up anything. However, our second okay. year in okay. 2012, uh, we did. We picked up two medals, 
And then in 2013, that's when we got five and and the honor of uh, mid-sized brew pub of the year. That was the. I think that's probably the year that you're thinking of. Okay, I think you're right, and that's the one that just really. Yeah, and maybe I just hadn't been down to the brew pub, so I was like, oh, they just opened. Sure, uh, but that was after we'd been open for two years. Okay. Okay. Barely. And that was mid-sized brew pub. So what you won at the World Beer Cup last year was large brew pub, right? Yeah. So in in 2013, we we crossed a production threshold, uh, which the BA can, you know, we we went from the mid-sized brew pub category to the large brew pub category beginning in 2013, which is why in 2014 at GABF we got large brew pub. Okay. It's because our production had increased. Now, listeners, you know, keep in mind, this is at the World Beer Cup. Mm-hmm. So do you ever, you know, tell people I'm the best brewer in the world? No. Why not? Because <laughs> that's not true. He, he right. talked he's about the, humility. He, well, you can he's leave out. the best out, brew pub brewer well, fine. in the world. <laughs> well, the you, large sure. brew pub brewer. There are, there are qualifiers, but it's not inaccurate to omit the qualifiers. If they ask further, you well, go, oh, yeah, we'll add a large brew pub, you know. It's still well, true. Uh, you know, we're, we're a best brewer in the world. Why even include brewer? Just say, <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm not going to. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. You can only agree to the fact that you won a major national award. I yeah. mean, you can draw your own conclusions from that. Yeah, you know. I mean, you I, could say, like, well, only people that entered could have won. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, this is what I'm getting at, Tasty. I don't think it's enough for you to say, I won a major national award. Oh, no. In a competition of the world's. Large brew pubs. You were <laughs> voted the best in the world. Well, not just SoCal. And well, what's significant is, is they had to happen, that happened multiple year, multiple years. Yes. At uh, one time, there's a lot of luck associated with judging beer. You hear him shitting on your metal right now? I'm sorry. That's fine. That's fine. You can do it. I'm just taking all the shine off. He, he looks like he needs to take a shit anyway. Well, you know, he probably paid a judge or two. He, he only won mid-size once. Yeah, you know what? So, These guys can say whatever they want. Those medals are on my wall. Okay. <laughs> now they're a little more tarnished. Uh, yeah. Well, I also bring this stuff up, Julian, because I'm so very proud of you. Uh, Thank you. you know, from having known you uh, as, as a home brewer, you're always very nice to us. And and to well, see you. you take this jump <laughs> and 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 have so much success right away, uh, I'm very jealous. Good Thank job. you. That's yeah. very kind of you. Yeah, you did a good job. All right. Why don't we talk about some beer? Let's do it. While we're here. JP, do you remember what's going on here? Yeah, the first one is this Citramatronic, I think is how Doc described it. Different? So the Citraholic? Citraholic. I was making fun of Doc. Sorry. So, yeah, the one on your left is uh, is Citraholic, and you can probably guess what the focal hop in that beer is. That's uh, that's a totally Amarillo. It's a a year-round IPA that we produce at our production facility in Huntington Beach. And the focal hop is obviously citra. The entire dry hop is citra. There is no caramel malt or crystal malt in the beer whatsoever. We like to keep it nice and dry. We don't uh, like any of those sugary flavors to pack up behind the hops. None of it. Not even a little bit. No, none. <laughs> okay. Is that your thing too, Tasty? You like a little bit, I thought. I, I do like a little bit. But okay. I, the beer has to be well attenuated to support that. Yeah, yeah. We do use small amounts of uh, light crystal malt in, in some of our IPAs, but it's usually 2% or less. But this this beer uh, and our other flagship IPA, Amalgamator, which is our Mosaic Hop IPA, those neither of those have any crystal malt in them at all. What what would it do to the beer if you had put some crystal in here? What would I notice? Um, well, it, it, 
it might emphasize some some fruity notes in the beer, but kind of make them just kind of sugary sweet instead of. It's just not a note that I want to emphasize. We do use um, some honey malt in this beer, hmm. which uh, is something I discovered a long time ago as a home brewer, and uh, I found that honey malt can really kind of bolster tropical flavors okay. in IPAs. Hmm. So we we do that. I, I think it works really well with a lot of modern hops like Citra Mosaic. Um, Simcoe. Okay. And what kind of percent would that be of the grist? Uh, I would go for, I would recommend 2% or less. 2 or less. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't take much. If I don't know if you guys have ever tasted honey malt no, on its own. No, it's a lot. Yeah. Just to yeah. get a yeah. honey flavor. It's very Three, strong. Three, four percent. It's like bloated with oh, honey. Oh, that, yeah. that's a lot. I yeah. mean, that. Have you tried yeah. it? Like higher percentage? Not in an IPA. I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't want it that high. We use it in, um, we don't use it really in many other beers. We do use it in a nitro coffee porter that we brew at the pub called Pablo Escobar. Brewing <laughs> <Colombian> <laughs> coffee. Nice. But we do that to kind of emphasize, you know, what we do want a little bit of sweetness in the base of that sure. beer because it's like a nice don't coffee. don't put cocaine in there or anything. Right? No, that was the other alternative. We're like, hey, yeah. one of one of my brewers came up with that name. I said, we're either brewing a beer with cocaine or Colombian coffee. Take <laughs> <laughs> them jacked And up. you yeah. pussies chose coffee. Right. Oh, we totally fucking <laughs> put that on The that accountants one. chose well, no ball. Thought here was that you're going to get people that argue that two percent of a gri- in the grist is not you're not going to even know it's there. Oh, this, you know, people sorry. can say whatever they want and people can be wrong. Well, it's, it's that, that <laughs> it's the it's the argument. I'm just saying. Have you tried it a little more? Have you dialed it into two? I've dialed it back, but for me, um, you know, that was that was some, honey malt was something I I started playing around with um, as a home brewer close to, I first started using it close to 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it was in a higher percentage in, in those beers, and, and it was it was very powerful. I, I find it's very yeah. powerful, like that malt specifically. Okay. Uh, I, don't, I don't think you need much in an IPA, but small percentages work miracles. Yeah, and it's, it's you know, barely noticeable is what's happening. Doc's not getting any honey character. No, no. But there's an ester in there that's adding something to your beer. It's just, you know, there's always the argument about Especially in IP, it's going a little bit over on your your ad, you know, oh, yeah. weird okay. malts and stuff. And two percent, you could also argue the argument like I'm not even going to taste it if it's two percent. I think you. But maybe no, that's I think the point do. is that you it's doing something and yeah. it's not sticking out like a sore thumb. So my my question was, have you tried it higher or lower and yeah. dialed it in a long a long time ago? And I, I settled on this much lower percentage Good. quite some time ago. So that's something I wanted to to point out is that. Even though I just sort of said, you know, you went straight from homebrew to, to, to pro. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to belittle that. You've probably done all these experiments before you were ever a professional. So that when you were writing recipes as a pro, you already kind of knew about uh, Crystal and, and, and how to make all these things work together? I mean, uh, largely, yes. Okay. But... Uh being a home brewer and brewing lots of different styles as a home brewer and brewing frequently helped uh, helped develop my predictive sensibilities when it came to mixing ingredients. Like I could, I still use ProMash today. Okay. And I can look at a recipe on paper and, and look at the percentages and the numbers and say, I know what that's going to taste like. Wow. And there are a lot of uh, newer beers that we've created at Beachwood Styles that I've never done before. Uh, you know, uh, for example, Mocha Machine. Mm-hmm. I never that that's a beer that's done really well for us, and that's a beer that's got a lot of different flavor components that have to be balanced. Um, but that was that was one that's gone through some changes. But you know, when, when I developed the base beer for that, you know, 
looking at that on paper and saying, I, I know what that's going to taste like. Some of these malts I haven't worked with before, but I've tasted them, and I know what those numbers are going to mean in the finished beer. Okay. All right. That's a big advantage well, of making multiple batches. You, can, you, know, you know, that's a home brewery. For you sure. Learn all this stuff. For sure. And you and, pay attention to it. And then, uh, you know, don't use, I recommend the brewers not to use as many kits. So that way they get to know the ingredients and make up their own recipe. Yeah, and that's that's good advice for sure. Okay. Were there some common themes that you noticed when going from homebrew to probrew, scaling up the recipes that you were carrying over? Because it's not necessarily a linear. You just multiply by a hundred. I actually and you think it is linear. You, you think you brew I, the same beer? I, I really, I really do. And I've taken my my I've taken my homebrew recipes and brewed them as large as. Um, you know, 30, 40 barrels. I mean, I guess if you think about some of the collaborations that uh, I did with uh, Heretic and Stone on their huge system. Oh, oh here's another example. Uh, uh, Stout of the Union, the one that we did with Sierra Nevada for Beer Camp Across America. We came up with a recipe structure. Uh, you know, I, I put it together in, in ProMash, and then we brewed it at Beechwood, and then we also rebrewed it. Uh, on the pilot system at Sierra with very minor changes. And then they scaled it up to their, you know, I believe their 100 or 120 barrel brew house there. And it, I, they didn't have to tweak it much. Hmm. Hmm. Even with dry hopping, the aroma, the aroma blends and everything between the different hops? Uh, dry hopping is a, is a totally different animal. And I, I think that a lot of scaling that up has to do with ultimately how big your fermenter is. We, the biggest fermenters that we have at, at Beechwood at our production facility are 45 barrel fermenters. And we haven't had to tweak any dry hopping rates or any procedures, hmm. even at that scale. Going from the brew pub. Size or or even or even home brewing. I mean, the uh, the dry hopping rate that we use at at both locations is the same rate that I I had been using as a home brewer for a long time. Do you have any uh, special dry hopping techniques, or prefer warm dry hopping over cool dry hopping? Anything like that? We to- yeah, we start our well. One thing that's key uh, we've we've found uh, in in getting really good aroma is is getting yeast out of there you got to get all really as much yeast out of there as possible and i i think a lot of people over pitch and when we really dialed in our pitching rate uh at the pub several years ago we found that we the hops were absorbing less aromatic components when fermentation was done it was easier to get a smaller volume out of yeast out of there we were just we were over pitching in the beginning and when we got that really dialed in our aroma went up so we get the yeast out of there. Um, we dry hop at 60 degrees, which is what most people would consider warm, and we usually hold it there for a couple of days. And then we start step cooling it, uh, you know, on an average uh, 7 degrees a day until we get into the uh, low 30s, and then we will blow our dry hop slurry out, ideally, the day before we transfer the beer. Okay. To let it settle again? There's always more settling that happens, yeah. And yeah. and sometimes we'll do a second dump, El Dumpo number two. <laughs> You'll get, you get an extra barrel that way. That's right. Vacation money. The two-day yeah. dump. That's right. The two-day dump. <laughs> it's industry standard. <laughs> do you filter any of your beers? No. No? Just naturally? Your pills are well, clean. Well, yeah. Well, they're still clear. They're secret, and so is this foam top. That looks yeah. right. Yeah. So on your on your uh, IPA, uh, what's the base malt? Uh, wait, you wait. said there's no, no crystal, but what's the base? Just uh, uh, American two-row. Oh, in, in this case, it's RAR. RAR? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so how are you getting that shit so clear? Uh, finings and proper water treatment. 
Okay. What kind of water treatments? Uh, proper. Uh, yeah, proper ones <laughs> yeah. help with clarity. It depends on the style. Um, but typically our pale, non-hop-driven beers, we acidify the mash through lactic acid additions okay. to, to knock down the residual alkalinity to a place that's functionally comfortable. And then with our uh, pale, um, hop-driven beers like IPAs, we burdenize the water with gypsum. Okay. And we have specific targets that we look for. But if, you're, if your water is in a good place and you get a good clean mash, you get a good runoff, and your yeast is happy from proper uh, water treatment, then your beer is most likely going to clear up. Like foam top, um, you know, looks like it's it's filtered. Most yeah, brewers does, who try yeah. this say, "Oh, like did you like did you double filter this beer? This beer is unfiltered. Wow, and it's mm-hmm. crystal clear, yeah. and it's a really it's a really low fining rate. Well, it's not that low, but it's it's not a, a huge, aggressive. What's yeah, your, what are you fining? Uh, that's uh, we're with this beer. This is biofine, um, and that's you know it, we're using about uh, a liter for every fifteen barrels. Okay. It's not much. That's not much. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and does it take longer like in the lot. tank or it's so just 24 using this? to 48 hours? It's that clear. Okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. I feel like you have like the dream system in the weird nexus wormhole of brewing where <laughs> like everything a, well, goes right. You don't have to scale up really anything. You don't have to yeah. make any changes. Just award central come out. The other side. <laughs> right. So scaling, but, I um, think scaling is one of those things that's overstated. I think for if, if most brewers are going from a homebrew scale to like a 15 or a 20 barrel system, probably most of the time it's going to be pretty linear. Whenever you step up to a giant system, like a hundred barrel system or something that's got a calandria, that tweaks everything because your extractions and your boils are completely different there. Okay. Hmm. And with the clarity part, JP, the funny yeah. thing is is that Julian is by far not the first person, first brewer to come in and talk about that the use of findings and these amazing results. Right. So I'm actually more surprised at the brewers who don't get those results than the brewers that do because they're yeah. clearly not listening or, 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 or paying attention or using it properly. Right. Uh, because, I mean, look, Colin used to come in and talk about that all the time. Yeah. And so many brewers have success like this with findings. Water chemistry takes a big part yes. of it, too. Now, that's something we don't it, often talk about in terms of clarity. So that's, right. that's sure. interesting. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. You want to calcify your water. Do you add biofine to the IPAs? Since we obviously not as clear. We do. Uh, this this one is typically like you'll you'll see some more IPAs come out later that are much much clearer than this. This uh, this particular citraholic we had uh, some hops come in that were had remarkably elevated polyphenol levels. Okay. Um, Does but, that affect the flavor too? Not too much. Um, a little bit. I mean, it, it can. Uh, if you fine with gelatin, then you will zap all of that. And we still, there are some beers that we still find with gelatin and citraholic. We we may start going back to that to ensure its clarity and, and tightness. So you're um, saying that gelatin's better for the polyphenols? Oh, without a doubt. Okay. Without a doubt. Biofine grabs onto some of that, but oh. gelatin will clobber it to bits. Much and when you, when you see, um, yeah, when you see some beers that come out, like Loma Prieta, that was one that had a very, very high hopping rate. Uh, and it uses Pilsner malt, which, you know, can be troublesome for yeah. some people to clear up. Sure. But that beer was hit with gelatin. That's That looked filtered. Huh? Right. Mm-hmm. Well, this is an awesome IPA. You are making thank IPAs you. great again. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. And I thank you for that. Uh, all right. What else is in our glass? What's in the middle here? In Jim? the middle. This is a fun beer. This is Rose Royce. 
And this is our Valentine's Day beer, so, you know, we should take our pants off now. Okay, that's fine. And bathe in this. Uh, We've already been flashed. You might as well take our pants off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a a multi-grain Saison that's fairly light in alcohol. It's right around 5, 5.5%. It's lightly hopped. Uh, But the beer gets a, a pretty hefty addition of... Red rose petals in the whirlpool, and you are then such a romantic. I am, I am. Valentine's <laughs> beer in the whirlpool. Okay, in the whirlpool, and I think we might be the only brewery in the world to ever do this. Really, but we dry rose it in the bright tank. Uh, so again with the rose, yeah, we so hit twice. it again. We yeah, because we've heard of what like rose hips before, JP. Yeah, rose hips. Yeah. Rose hips are the cool. It's totally they different, but they're. I mean, that's kind of an. That's a really big acidic component. It's not. I didn't a, like it. Where do you get the mm. petals? So what? What am I from? Roses. I'm not well, chasing it. Rose deal it off of grandma's. No, we we buy them from a, a, a bulk uh, herb supplier up in Northern California. NorCal. These are dry <laughs> roses. Yeah, they're dry red rose petals, and we don't want to go. Can get it. We don't want to go too overboard with this beer, but it's got a nice, subtle, perfumey. You definitely get the roses oh, right, in there right away. It's, it's perfumey. I guess the aroma is a good descriptor. It's of kind. Of it. It's giving me a boner. Actually, this is the first time a beer has given me a boner. It's why I said we should take our pants. Does it make you want? Makes <laughs> yeah. you want to celebrate by Valentine's Day? Well, yeah. let's not go that far. <laughs> it's making me cry. Doc almost called it Viagra Day. It is Viagra Day. I think that was a Freudian. So it's good to have a plan B. I definitely get it in like the in in the in the flavor. Yeah, yeah. I can tell you if you ever chew on a rose petal, it's it's a pretty delicate beer. Like the smell of a rose is in the flavor of. And like when you used to like get the, the big rose petals and you you know cover it over your finger and you pop, pop it, it. Yeah. yeah, that smell that broken rose petal. Yeah, mm. exactly. Yeah. And uh, wonders where you've been. It's a pretty. It's an extremely well attenuated beer. It's about ninety five percent attenuated, and that's an all malt beer too. It also kind of. Uh, rounds the corners of like mm-hmm. the farmhouse flavors that I yeah. think would be right. in here otherwise. Which right. some of those I don't like in a saison. Uh, right. And this really kind of cuts that down. Yeah. Um, cool. It's uh, not, it, it rounds up the spiciness. Yeah. There are grains of paradise in here a little bit. Not, a little not, pepper? Yeah, just a little bit, which okay. I love that spice. It's pretty awesome. Is that the only spice besides yeah. the, the rose and it's, yeah. We typically don't I mean, we don't spice any of our other saisons at Beechwood. This one gets a little bit. Mm. It's not much. Okay. Was it to fight the kind of perceived sweetness from the rose petal, or what made you? Want uh, to spice I this didn't. One? I didn't feel that we got a perceived sweetness from the rose petal, but I think the peppery component. Um, I, I I like the flavor and aroma that it adds. I think it goes well with the rose petal. I just I. I remember when I tore open that bag, when I first got a bag of red rose petals and tore it open, I was standing near my kitchen and they were grinding pepper for one of the, the meat rubs, meat rub. Yeah. And, uh, it, I was like, I'm oh, doing this is now. a great combination. <laughs> like, let's use grains of paradise. It's got this peppery. I think this would be great. Yeah. So, yeah. Why did you describe it as a multi-grain Saison in the beginning? So is, there's is that not a common. Uh, you know, I don't know. It's got uh, it's got rye and wheat in here, along with the uh, the uh, Bohemian Pilsner malt. Okay, that's in there. Okay, yeah. And a lot of times it would just be like a Pilsner malt and wheat. Might be. Yeah. I'm not sure what. Uh, like, I think you know, for example, Saison Dupont. I don't think that has any adjunct malt in there, like wheat or anything. I might, I might be wrong, but okay. there are plenty of amazing saisons out there that don't have any adjunct grains in them. Why do you use rye in this one? Uh, I like what it does for the mouthfeel. So I, I, for me, I think the whole rye spice thing is grossly overstated. Okay. We use rye in quite a few of our beers, and we often don't tell people. 
because we don't want them to have any preconceived notions about what the rye is going to do. So That's a good I idea. use it primarily as a, uh, a mouthfeel modifier. Okay. And this beer has uh, roughly, it, not quite 20%. What does it modify it to, in your opinion? It adds a viscosity. Okay. So, but the yeast that we use for this beer also uh, mod- modifies the mouthfeel. This is a really, really unique yeast that produces uh, a lot of glycerol. And, you know, which is related to glycerin and glycerol actually helps a lot of these flavor components adhere to your tongue. Okay. And so that along with the rye, it just, it, it, it makes the, even though the beer is super dry and well attenuated, the flavors hang out for a while and the body's not thin. Okay. So that's why I use rye and that's why we use this particular yeast. You're not going to tell us the yeast? Oh, it's, it's French saison. Okay. But what I will say is that, you know, there are a lot of different, you know, yeasts out oh, there that are branded French saison, oh. and they are all vastly different from one another. And is this a proprietary yeast, or you have a source? Uh, uh, it's proprietary right now. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of rye beers, didn't you do a 100% rye we did. Beer? Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So we brewed. Yeah, this is just kind of for the uh, just the fuck offness of it. Uh, but we did brew a one hundred percent rye malt beer about it's a year ago. Rye or die. It was called. Yeah. It was called Ryagra. Actually, you rented a mesh filter, right? <laughs> no, we didn't. We ran that fucker off. But uh, we did. We did all the way so, down. A thousand pounds like of rice hulls. Rice hulls. Pretty much. Oh, it was. Right. It was ten percent by weight. Ten percent weight. They're so light. You can put so hang on, right. just so I understand, uh, rye would would generally um, no holes, no holes. Stick up your mash tun. It would grossly stick up your mash tun. You, you have that's, a dough ball. Okay, it's not just because there's no husk on the grain, but because it's really high in beta glucans, which are gummy, gummy components. Okay, super gummy starch. So you have to add rice hulls to give it some uh, foundation. Give it some loft and and give give some space between the grains so the liquid will actually flow in your boil kettle. Did you do a beta glucan? Rest. Yes, that is the only beer that we've done, clean beer that we've done at the pub where we did a rest. Okay. Actually, it was a beta rest. Because no, so, I take it back. It was a protein rest. Yeah, it's so yeah. low. When yeah. It takes a lot of time. Okay. 122 or? Right around mid-120s, yeah. I think yeah. we hit 125, but yeah. That's so that you could convert enough uh, sugar? Well, it was so we could break down some of the proteins in the rye and make it a little bit less gummy. I because I knew that this beer, I knew that the beer was just going to be... Like thick, think no of, matter think what. Of the difference between your normal runoff and maple syrup. Okay, got it. And it, it'll break it down enough so you can actually make a. Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out the five dollar word here. So when we ran it off into the uh, the kettle, it was mucilaginous. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, Gross. it was like it was like. <laughs> now play Scrabble with Julian. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If you're okay. like, tell tell mucilaginous. Again. Yes. Mucilaginous. No, no. The, the, it was like snot. Never play like words snot. with friends. With, with <laughs> okay, so what the fuck? Then you have to add water or something? Yeah. So I, I knew the beer was gonna like I didn't I didn't know what kind of viscosity w- was gonna result. I knew it was gonna be super thick. I knew that kind of on the spot we were gonna have to make some judgments about how we wanted to water the beer back to dial in the viscosity a little bit. So we ran off the beer. We ran it off short. We sparged it short, and then we watered it back. And I kind of made a qualitative judgment, like okay. This beer, if it's any more than pale ale strength, it's going to be a total disaster. And I was all, so we watered it back to a gravity of around like 1048, 1050. For pre boil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, that, well, 
that's oh, where it ended up. Running oil. Yeah. So oh, we ran it off. We hopped it like we would a pale ale. Um, I was also concerned about the finished viscosity and the ability of the yeast to move in the wort and like get convection and mixing. So we we overpitched a little bit on that one. It fermented out fine. We dry hopped it at the same rate that we dry hop everything else. And uh, we find it with gelatin and it was crystal clear. Really? Yeah. And it was totally strange. I, sh- I could show you videos of what carbonation looks like flowing through that beer. Why did you do... You get bored, don't you? Why did you do that? <laughs> oh, masturbation cures that. <laughs> so what size best? What Speaking size? of mute... I mean, what could you... Uh, we did it on our, our 10-barrel system at the pub, but I think we actually ended up yielding somewhere around six or seven barrels of finished beer. We knew it was going to be oh, short. Yeah. How but was it? Was, it? It was interesting. Okay. The flavors <laughs> No, the flavors are great. It was the viscosity and the mouthfeel that oh, was yeah. totally strange. Huh. And me out. Too slickery on the tongue. Give me it an was, example like yeah. give me another substance I might have Okay. This is going to get it. Imagine imagine like jello that's just just starting to thicken up. Really? It's barely, oh. it's barely jello. Barely. Oh, what did people huh. at the, think about that when they, you had to warn them when they ordered it? Well, right? they knew. They knew. The brewers okay. were super curious about it. it. You could totally finish a pint. It wasn't disgusting. It was just really, really interesting. And the flavors in the beer were a lot of people. You know, I wanted to do it to dispel a lot of rumors about rye. There's no rye spice. Huh. It wasn't. It didn't have a blue hue to it. Okay. And a blue uh, hue. Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that. Like I've heard a couple people say that. I'm like, yeah. what? No, yeah, I've never huh. heard that. No, because the grain is kind of bluish gray. Okay. Rye. Right. But, um, That's JP's world. Yeah, yeah. Bluish gray, not Manichaean, which would be black and white. <laughs> All right, so, so you mentioned so that when their carbonation was released, it looked unusual? Yeah, so you would take a glass of carbonated beer and swirl it, and you'd see the bubbles kind of slowly move oh, wow. up. It was. Hmm. I'll show you guys yeah, the video later. It was kind of thick. It was, it was definitely thick. Is the video on Instagram? Uh, no, but I could I could probably do that. It'd <laughs> be arranged. Yes. What's oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, we've got a call over the question about the Saison that we're drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah like. sure. Uh, Thud Monkey from Wisconsin. Uh, you're on the air. What's up, buddy? Hey, Julian. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for calling in. That was Justin, actually. That's all right. Um, oh, both of you. Thank you, sir. What's your question? Uh, I have a question about farmhouse ales. I, I've drank two tonight. I had my home brew, and I had another one from a non-named brewery in a can. Um, and I got a little acetyl aldehyde. I think that's how you say it. A little bit of like green apple-y skin, yeah. and maybe even a little meat um, of that green apple flavor in my saisons. And I'm wondering how I can clean that up. Um, when fermenting, because obviously that's a yeast problem. Well, if you, it, it typically is. Acetyl aldehyde is usually in saisons. It's usually not due to like a, having a really high starting gravity. But uh, if you're not using yeast nutrient, I definitely recommend using a yeast nutrient because acetyl aldehyde can can happen for a variety of reasons. But especially if there's not enough zinc in there, and yeast nutrient will help out a lot. All right. Thanks for the call. Thank you. Sure. Um, Good advice. See, that was simple. You call in, you get answers. Boom. This was the plan all along for the show back in 
When did we start? The days. <laughs> 11 we years breaking. ago. 2002 long ago. People don't utilize this resource enough. We hey, I, just, I also uh, want to say that... Well, that's you taking I, calls should again. I, should, yeah. I, should, I, should, I, should I should I should I pee on my wife? <laughs> and we're like, fuck yeah. yeah. Take the phone yeah. in there with you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do it. I hey. miss those days. Yeah. Hey, what's going on? I've got this shotgun. Should I go outside and shoot it? Yeah. <laughs> I got Make sure you have enough to drink first. <laughs> All right. And we've got one yeah, more beer before yeah. the break, uh, what do we have here? Foam top, ah, uh, old foam top, foam top, which her. is a cream ale blonde ale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I'm going to go ahead and brag here, but we are very proud that this beer uh, has taken a gold medal at the World Beer Cup and Great American Beer Festival. Wow! Oh, so, this is a tasty beer. It's it's super clean. It's no frills. It's uh, lager like in many respects. It's a beer that we brew year round, and uh, it's it's a fun beer to brew. It's even got a little bit of corn in there. Which, you know what I like about this corn. beer? Uh, Cream ales suck. <laughs> and, this one does, like and this one doesn't. That's yeah. what I like about this beer. Okay, good. Good. <laughs> this, is, this is a non-sucky cream ale. What, well, what don't you. you like about cream ales? They're boring. They bore the shit out of me. And uh, actually, it's actually more than that. Well, people try it's, to brew them to style. They're, they're brewed yeah. improperly, I think, very often. And Uh-oh. have some just odd flavors to them. How would One you of them brew a being like too much corn. Or people misunderstanding yeah. the style and trying to get a cream fucking thing out of it. Mm-hmm. I, le- uh, legitimately, yeah. when I was working on more beer, we had a guy call up and for 45 minutes we're trying to troubleshoot his cream ale. Oh boy, and then he look, was look, like, look, look, look. And he was like, where? Oh, we're being flashed again. No, right? <laughs> Jesus. What is happening to gonna, my bar I like, I like right now? I the trend. <laughs> great. Yeah. We got double flash. I thought I was going to get... There were four of them. They all looked great, didn't they? I thought I was going to get in trouble, but Kevin just was mad that he missed it. So uh, Can yeah. I flash in my trouser, my trouser tits? No, because that's yeah. going the wrong way. Yeah, that's true. Oh, yeah. Your trouser, your trouser bacon? Yeah. <laughs> Anyhow, yeah. uh, there are problems, so many problems with other people's cream ales. This is a yes. wonderful beer. Thank you. I oh, appreciate so, that. So, uh, anyway. Oh, more yeah, beer. More right, beer, that's yeah. Fine. Don't worry. Uh, 45 minutes later, the guy goes, well, when do I add the milk? Does he get the cream in? Literally, he thought a cream ale had fucking cream in it. When does oh, no. the half and half go in? Oh, I've, I've gotten that before. True I've, fucking oh, yeah. or, or, you so know, the milk stout or the cream It goes in at this point called never. Oh, wait. Wait until... Never. Never. You know, another reason, I'm going to share a quick little anecdote. Another reason why this beer is so satisfying to me and, and has such tender memories Okay, is um, <laughs> the first year that we opened Beachwood, we went over budget. And uh, I still had to work my nine to five job as an engineer. And I was the only person working in the brewery. So all brewing and uh, had to take place on the weekends, prep tasks and transfers had to take place at night. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like, get, get out of violin. Carry on. Anyway, uh, you know, for the so finally the first year of Beachwood was up, and uh, I could start pulling a salary, and it was time for me to retire from engineering. And my boss at the time was a fucking asshole. Ah, total fucking asshole. Which boss? The engineering. Yeah, that boss. guy, the engineering boss. Yeah. I'm my own boss now. Nice, but. But yeah, I had put in my notice, my like month and a half notice, and then that weekend we were at World Beer Cup and we got gold medal for Foam Top. It was our first nice. big medal, and I'm driving back in the car by myself with this medal, this plaque in the passenger seat. And I'm Pumped. Like, Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> did you, how far up his ass did you shove it? When you got back to work? <laughs> so far, I got it back. 
<laughs> did you leave a- leave the company angry or did no? You just... I didn't at all. I just well, fucked that no, guy. No, no I, I, you're so adult. I'm not. I'm not a bridge burner. Uh, but that guy was that guy was a fucking jerk. But fuck that guy. Yeah, but fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, that's a great award. Good, time. good timing guy. there. Yeah, yeah. Did you, have you driven to his house? <laughs> showed him the metal. Yeah. <laughs> he probably wouldn't give a shit. He probably doesn't care about anything. So oh, the secret, would. the secret name of this beer is "Fuck That Guy." Cream Fuck Ale. that guy. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. this is actually a lager beer, right? No, it's a uh, it's an ale yeast. This well, is it's a hybrid. Uh, uh, well, is, stylistically, I mean. yes, yeah. but this beer we this is our main propagation beer for our house oh, ale yeast. So it's how you bump mm. up the yep. yeast. Uh-huh. Yep, yep. We ferment it a little bit cooler, mm. like mid sixties, not higher sixties. So, what other tricks do we need to know, maybe about the recipe, so that other people can brew good cream? Uh, you know, it's super it's, clear too. It's, it's interesting. Uh, Jeff Jeff Bagby, one of my good friends and, and mentors, an amazing brewer. Great he, brewer. He yeah. brews a gold medal cream ale. Uh, he, I believe, uses rice in his. Okay. I don't want to give away his secrets. And then the guys at Sun King, <laughs> who are great friends, they brew another gold medal. Uh, cream ale called Sunlight, and I think they use a little bit of oats in theirs. For me, I love having corn. Okay, we use uh, we use a small percentage of corn, uh, but like the, less than five, uh, right around, okay. right around there. Okay, but to the point of where you can taste it and smell it, and there's almost kind of like a clean corn pops cereal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like a like yeah. a, a hay, maybe like a I don't know if I've ever smelled this, but like toasted hay or like hay warming in the sun. Mm-hmm. It's kind been, of a warm. Been on a farm lately. Inviting. Uh, no, maybe pumpkin patch. Okay, maybe you know. Uh, you know. You had rabbits. Yeah, I had rabbits. I think that's a good description. Tell me about, about the rabbits. The, and in fact, <laughs> I pet them. I pet, I pet the rabbits, George, and then, <laughs> and then kill them <laughs> and wear them. You know that flavor mixed with like a just the slight amount of corn that comes out of yeah, it is really yeah. nice. I think that yeah. balances it out. And then so is it just corn and then a, a baseball? There yeah. is some dextrose in there too. Why to, is that? Because it's such a low gravity. It is, but that helps dry out the. Uh, it helps ensure that the beer is super dry. I almost see. like I really want it to be dry, and it's it's easy food for the yeast, especially when it's starting out. Okay. Um, but it's something that I, you know, historically I know made it in the to some cream ales. And then the the hopping is really a, a low amount. But I'm it wondering, is low. It, yeah. but is that also a variety that you're using that's cleaner, or it's really just minimal hopping? It's both. It's okay. both. Uh, so German Magnum is the bittering hop on this beer, and funnily enough, we actually do a whirlpool hop on this beer too with Holler Tower Middle Fruit. Is that the only other hop? That's it. Okay. Yeah, that goes in at the very end, and we don't get a huge contribution from it, but it helps keep the uh, the hop profile, in, in my opinion, a little bit fresher. Okay. Do you uh, do some special water treatment with acidifying and also some mineral treatment to get just a really crisp, dry finish? We only the uh, the water that we're working with at. at both of our breweries is is really amenable to just using a lactic acid treatment for this beer. Okay. Yeah. Is the water really just, safe in SoCal? It's hella safe, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's why they boil it. Yeah. Oh, it's not like you're going to drink it and get sick, bro. Okay. Are you sure, though? Yeah. If you drink too much of it, you might get sick in the morning. But I don't know. Sick, bro. Tell I mean, you're sick. really close to Mexico. It's the same water. Whoa. Right? Whoa. Close, what are you saying? Uh, <laughs> it's not that close. You can't drink that stuff. Uh, yeah. It's all the all their water comes from the bolt, bruh. From the bolt, <laughs> straight from the bolt. Water in the weed. I'm curious to know if any other brewers uh, have have seen massive shifts in their their water after all this rain. 
No, yeah. It would be good to know, right? That's like, Colin. Because it really has you. changed the... It's literally <laughs> changed the water that's... What do you want to talk for an hour? That everybody's getting. That the whole state is getting. It, has been, it changed our water. I mean, we, we monitor it fairly frequently. Okay. Um, and uh, what we have in Long Beach is actually fairly similar to what we have in Huntington Beach. For, for a short period in the fall, we saw our calcium levels rising quite a bit in Huntington Beach, and we adjusted for it. Uh, and then after all these rains started happening, like a lot of our mineral levels dropped just quite a bit because it's it's mostly it, rain, it's rain, surface rain, water rain, and, rain and, and less yeah. and less groundwater, which is very mineral laden. Okay, I noticed that at the pub. I take monthly readings, mm-hmm. and the, over the last probably December, there was a drop off, and then it kind of has hovered about right. about maybe forty percent less yeah, than what it's exactly. typically been. Exactly, yeah. calcium. All of, just across every, the board. Everything, everything, everything just is going to drop. It's just yeah. diluted. It's like you're adding yes. RO or something. Right, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I do also do that as well. Beardy yeah. doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I take readings every month, so I've taken four yeah. readings. Well, I, he has a I book mean, club. He's talking about his book club. Right. <laughs> yeah. I, I get called on to do Whatever readings. Whatever Oprah sends over. <laughs> really great. That's yeah. how do you get a book? How do you get a book? Those are Beardy's monthly readings. Because right. that bitch is smart. <laughs> she knows some things. Well, she probably announced that Beardy's reading this this month. Oh, yeah. And you guys should, too. And they put his picture up. <laughs> All cross-eyed and weird looking. Well, as I expected, <laughs> three uh, wonderful beers, and I think we're going to do three more. When Let's we, do it. When we come back after the break. Um, hey, if you need a place to gather your recipes and your ingredients and make wonderful beers like Julian does, look no further than Beersmith. Go to Beersmith.com right now. You get your free 21-day trial of some amazing brewing software. It's up-to-date, uh, new versions all the time, and you can use it on a Mac or PC. There's, uh, you know, The problems I always had with software is that I'm dumb and I can't figure out how to use it. Um, but <laughs> problems I have with software are me dumb. dumb. Yeah, yeah, me dumb. Uh, but uh, Beersmith has video tutorials uh, about almost every process that they do, so it's really easy to learn how to use it. So go check them out. Get your free 21-day trial over at uh, Beersmith.com. Uh, so we're tasting three more beers when we come back. Yeah, yeah. Um, anybody notice how good Bevo looks in that sweater today? Nope. She's got her... Uh, That's not a sweater. Whatever. It's just, a sh- it's just clothing. Yes. <laughs> She's been working on her tan, I can tell. All right, we'll be right back with Bebo It's okay, Bebo. You're, you're pasty just like me. On the session. Hang in there. You're listening to the Brewcasters. Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Your support of the Brewing Network means everything to us. We couldn't produce shows without you. And we love giving you something extra for that support, like Brew Your Own Magazine. You already know it's a great brewing magazine full of recipes, equipment how-tos, discussions of beer styles, and brewing techniques. Whether you're new to brewing and just starting out or you're an old pro, you'll always learn something from the articles in Brew Your Own. Plus, there are amazing special issues like plans for building a brew. 10 system, 250 classic clone recipes, and the Home Brewer's Answer Book. Brew Your Own Magazine and BYO.com are awesome resources for any brewer, whether for yourself or as a gift. When you subscribe or resubscribe from the Brewing Network homepage, you directly support programs like this. Get a great magazine and support the Brewing Network. Subscribe to Brew Your Own right from the Brewing Network.com. 
Do you know the three most important rules in brewing? Sanitation, sanitation, and sanitation. And no one does it better than Five Star Chemicals. Five Star knows sanitation. You can only sanitize clean equipment. And Five Star knows how to clean, too. For craft brewers and home brewers, Five Star has what you need to keep your fermenters, serving tanks, kegs and draft lines sparkling and free of any beer-spoiling bacteria. PBW, caustic, acid cleaners, star sand, Santa Clean, lubricants and defoamers, pH stabilizers, and more. Five Star Chemicals has cleaning supplies, safety supplies, heat exchangers, pumps, hoses, and valves. And Five Star is proud to offer eco-friendly products that exceed customer expectations. If you have a cleaning problem, you need the Five Star Solution. Visit FiveStarChemicals.com or call 800-782-7019. 800-782-7019. And get the Five Star Treatment today. Are you looking for a simple brewing system that's great for all grain brewing, but everything on the market seems to be full of compromises? Blickman Engineering has the answer. The Blickman Brew Easy All Grain Brewing System. The Brew Easy is a complete system with easy upgrades and a beautiful compact design, perfect for any size brewing location. At its core, the Brew Easy is built on two gorgeous Blickman Boilermaker brew kettles, a high temperature march pump, and either a top tier gas burner or the new boil coil electric heater. The Brew Easy adapter lid allows the pots to stack on top of each other, forming an efficient, strong, and compact brewing setup that comes in 5, 10, and 20-gallon batch sizes. Upgrade your BrewEasy system with full automated control by adding a Blickman Tower of Power temp controller and make moving around easy with the Blickman Kettle Cart. The BrewEasy is modular. If you already own a Boilermaker kettle, you can build your BrewEasy by purchasing just the modules you need. The new BrewEasy all-grain brewing system. See it today at BlickmanEngineering.com and brew with Blickman quality on your new BrewEasy. If you work in retail sales, the restaurant industry, or are a new craft beer enthusiast, or you know someone who is, you have got to check out Beer 101. Beer 101 is an online course created for anyone wanting a quick introduction to the vast world of craft beer. Beer 101 covers the history of beer, brewing ingredients and processes, vital stats like ABV, SRM, IBU and gravity, styles, tasting, glassware, and pairing beer with food. The Beer 101 course is offered by the Brewers Association at craftbeer.com, also home to the truly awesome Beer Style Finder, a visual guide to every beer style. Quickly play with color, bitterness, and alcohol content to interactively explore the entire world of beer styles with a gorgeously designed interface to your favorite beverage. The new Beer 101 course and new Beer Style Finder are only available at craftbeer.com. Craftbeer.com, celebrating the best of American beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. Oh, when did I say that? Uh, we got you at the Firestone <laughs> Interna- uh, Inter- oh, Invitational. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I wanted to have you cut new ones uh, when you got here, too. I'll cut something can you, down. Can you try <laughs> this? might clear the room. Can you yeah. try this one for me? Uh, say, um, this is Julian from, from Beachwood, um, and you're listening to The Session. Shut the fuck up, Beardy. Can you give us your best shut the fuck sure. up, Beardy? Try that, because I can cut it out later. Quiet on set. Yeah. Hi, this is Julian Schrego, and you are listening to The Session on the Brewing Network. And Beardy, shave that fucking thing. Good enough. 
That wasn't what he said. <laughs> Learn how to follow it. That's, 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 what, that's yeah. what I heard. He didn't ask for ad-libbing. That's what I heard. Um, guys, he's his own boss now. That's true. Julian oh, is his own right. man now. That's right. I do what I want. He's I'm an a independent big, woman. I'm a big that's boy. Right. <laughs> Uh, real quick before we move on, because we've got a lot to do today, uh, don't forget about the American Homebrewers Association. And if you haven't checked it out yet, their new Brew Guru app is amazing. Built for homebrewers and beer lovers, Brew Guru delivers sage brewing knowledge and money saving deals at breweries, beer bars, and homebrew supply shops. Tasty uses it all to, the time. He just it sends him uh, push notifications as That's he's right. wandering around the Bay Area about where he can get his AHA <laughs> discount. <laughs> Ambling. Uh, he just he does it. He ambles because he where, forgot how to get home. Where am I? Well, what the fuck else does he have to do? Uh, I would really? be, I'd be doing the same thing, man. <laughs> That's right. He's a napping uh, or drinking. The American Homebrewers Association designed the powerful mobile app to help homebrewers and craft beer lovers explore the wide world of beer that we all share. Um, so go check it out and go to homebrewersassociation.org and become a member. Or just click the AHA link on our homepage do and it. become a member that way. All Speaking right. of the AHA, I, I uh, registered to uh, get two beers into the National Humber Conference, and I was accepted, so I will be entering two nice. beers. Yeah, okay. congratulations. Thank you very much. My, wow. my, uh, the Brewing Network Club. Yes. Oh, wow. It's actually Brewing Network, comma, the. We got to make a comeback. Oh. Uh, we do, and I will make a comeback, so it will be my oatmeal stout. Okay. And a Grotzitzki. Oh, God. Yeah. What category does that go in? There's a style that people are lining up for. Pivo Grotzitzki. Well, right? Goes in the category. Of now you see the genius <laughs> of it. Dick beers. Yeah. I'll be, it'll be one entry. No, 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 money, no gold awarded in this category. <laughs> no medals were awarded no in this category. There were, oh, my God. No I, that would be better. Yes, that it would. Be. I would love that, actually. Wow. One injury is They've me. never done that before. No. Okay. I think it'd be great. It almost uh, happened at GABF this last year. There was one category, I believe, that did not get a golden silver. Just wow. a bronze. Wow. Yeah. That's it? What category? Yeah. Did I, think that was, I think that was the new pumpkin beer category but i think there was some confusion because they divided they divided pumpkin beer and then pumpkin spice beer and i think oh. people got a little confused why would they do that are there that many because too many uh so they can't beers. have too many categories yeah and there are that many people walking around with 12 inch dicks <laughs> so jp i was sitting down this okay is the first time in three years that i'm back in doc's coming yeah. out of retirement what oh you doc gonna, you what? entered also yeah, what are you gonna in. do what? three three Wait, what? Okay. i'm coming out of retirement what categories uh, I did a Martin. Don't care. I did a Cole. Oh, don't care. And did an experimental. Never right. cared. But okay, he's in the so wrong club. An experimental. Oh, yeah, he's in the wrong club. That's right. No, Tasty's that's great. out of the competition. I, I thought about the, the, those guys wanted me to come back because they want to win or something. Dim guys. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Uh, that's why I entered. Well, you're too late And they now, were saying to you, help me yeah, yeah, decided not to. Same reason I quit. But I there's, what? Assuming I don't want to beat those guys. Assuming you live, there's always next year. <laughs> I'm a baller. Year. What? There's always oh, next year. Can you win posthumously? I just take it a month at a time. It's not the Grammys. Who we lost this year? The Grammys, you don't have to be alive to win. We should do a posthumous yeah. thing oh, yeah. at the, at the oh, Academy Memorial. Awards. Yeah. Who yeah. we lost this year. <laughs> we just send in all of the homebrew in his fridge. There we go. Into categories. Shotgun entry it. Yeah. All right. We got That's some more old. beer to get all to. Right. Doc, uh, go away because we've replaced you uh, with the chick who flashed us in the window. Because she's red hot. Uh, Twice. Her, her name That's is all. Red Hot. That's all that, all is, that is very true. Ladies and gentlemen. Red Hot is going to uh, taste beers with us uh, for the rest of the interview. And um, she, She's going to get too hammered to go all the way home. 
<laughs> what is that? Is that a metaphor? Is that like around the bases, Doc? Yes. What, is that? what does that mean? Yeah. It's the female equivalent of whiskey dick, I think. <laughs> is what he's talking about. Oh, Justin. <laughs> How dare you? Okay. Oh, dear. Why don't we try some more beer, Julian? Let's do it. Okay. okay. What do we have in our glass first? Okay, so uh, on the left, that is Hops of Fury. Love, and this is like our triple IPA that we brew every year for San Francisco Beer Week. Okay. And notice the uh, the clarity on that beer. And uh, it is heavily hopped. This triple is, IPA. Yeah, this beer weighs in at 11%. Candy wow. pineapple. Okay. You, get a little, you get a little bit of heat in there. Uh, of course, because yeah. it's eleven percent, but it's it's supremely drinkable. We hop this thing to the fucking gills, and uh, in the, uh, the twenty barrels that we brew, we use close to one hundred and sixty pounds of hops. Oh, wow! How many how many barrels do you actually get back? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the truth is, we we brew. Uh, our system is is advertised as a ten barrel at the pub. We typically use it as a twelve barrel system because we brew in the, all the overhead capacity we have. Okay, but. Doing two turns on this, we yielded about 15, 16 barrels of finished beer. Okay. You you lose a lot with IPAs, but, you know, fun is expensive. Yep. Yeah. So, uh, so. Now, you are a, a, a partner, of course. Yeah. Do you ever have to justify your hops expense on the, on the P&L? No. One of the, I mean, my, my business partner is, is awesome, and, uh, you know, he does a, a tremendous job managing the business side, the restaurant side, and gives me a lot of freedom okay. to really brew the beers exactly the way that I want. Cost has never been an issue for us in terms of ingredients. And why why should it be? It should Even be. for Galaxy? What's that? <laughs> yeah, at $30 Even a for pound? Galaxy? No, we're actually Galaxy. We're, we got a we got a smoking price on that. Why oh, Tasty? Is well, that a notoriously really expensive? That's hard to get. Expensive. Okay. okay. What, like, like what's a what's a, a cost per pound? Uh, you don't even have to give me yours, but what do normal people pay on Galaxy? What's an average? Thirty, if you can find thirty dollars no a pound. Way. That's what, what I saw last. Spot, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, on the spot market, it's thirty oh, right people now. Are if you can see it. people are people are trying to get a gouge on oh, that. The spot market money. is other brewers. So we well, right. is that what you're saying? Yeah, if you if you haven't contracted it five years ago, brewers are here's, gouging brewers now. Here's, Here's what I'll say is yes. is we have we've sold hops on the free market and on uh, exchanges and I will only sell them for my contracted price. I don't I don't Why want to gouge people. Why? I, I want to do people a favor. Look at what Boston Beer Company did several Not years ago during yeah. the hop shortage. Jim Cook offloaded a whole bunch of hops and he said, "Look, anybody who wants them can buy them at the Sam Adams contracted price." Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, and That's how it charging be. is a dick move. Yes. It is a dick move. Okay. Glad yeah. you agree. What's I your? Agree. What are you paying for Galaxy? <laughs> oh, nowhere close to thirty. <laughs> Fifteen. <29. laughs> no. Well, give me a, okay. Then what's an example of a hop that that isn't thirty dollars? Like a more common hop. What, how much is Simcoe okay. Beardy? Uh, Simcoe would be in the teens. Okay, I would imagine. Okay, I, maybe if you have no negotiating skills. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying spot market. I'm saying spot market. Price. He doesn't yes. have contracts. So he's I'm saying spot yeah. market price. Yeah. If you're in the teens, somewhere. spot market. Yes, yeah, yeah, you can negotiate the spot market. Lower. Why don't you have any Actually, contracts? contracts? I'm not saying what I pay. I'm saying what I'm watching. Exactly. Contracts oh, can be higher sometimes okay. too. Oh sure, yeah. You can get locked in. Okay, and get fucked. Um, I like the way you said that. <laughs> but, you know, hops are, are crazy. Uh, certain varieties command a lot because they have a reputation. Other ones command a lot because they are truly scarce. And then there are other ones that are abundant as fuck, like CTZ, which okay. I think is a fantastic is. hop, but it's abundant. And you can buy that. You can get that for $4 a pound. Okay. Oh, yeah. 
Which is so cheap. Oh, my God. So the, the range is really enormous. It and is. It's, and it's a popularity contest. A lot. Of, right. Look, supply and demand okay. is really what it comes down to. And either the supply will drive that or the demand will drive it or both. Okay. Uh, what are the hops in, in, in this beer? Yes, Red Hot, did you I have just, a question? I have one comment yeah. from the girl's perspective. Yeah. Is it, as a girl who doesn't like super hoppy beers, mm-hmm. um, I love this beer. Oh, thank like, you. I am not a hop fanatic, but this is delicious, and I would totally buy this drink, and like it's awesome. There you go. Thank you. Yep. Thank you. I well, then it passes the test. I'm also a girl who doesn't like beer, and I agree. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. <laughs> this is disgusting. So did you use like you an extract? You guys are all assholes. Uh, no, no extract uh, no in this beer. No all hops. None of, it's all hops, but we, we hop this beer at every opportunity. It's mash hopped, first word hopped. Like mash hopped, wait a minute. Everybody tells me that doesn't do shit. Right. Yeah, that's like. Well, anyway, it it absolutely does. You, you believe, heard it right you, here. Okay. You say it does. Of course, hey, it does. Hey, Danny Kahn. I think Tasty actually agrees, but there's a I lot do. of people. Uh, what, you think it, it does it add uh, alpha? It definitely does. Taste the work. Yeah. Uh, taste the runnings off something that's been mashed. Yeah, what you I will. Fuck. Yeah. God fucking damn it. So what use I will say. To, yeah. Just go ahead and define it. Is uh, we use when we we mash hop all of our double IPAs and our triple IPAs. Okay. And. Uh, we use whole flowers when we do it. And there's there's been a limited amount of research that, that's been done in that area, but uh, the difference in pH and temperature, uh, at least the limited research, suggests that you lock in and permanently bind aromatic components in a different way than once you add them during a rolling boil and your word is more diluted and the pH okay. is different. Okay. So you think you're actually getting so aromatic compounds from mash hopping? Uh, I, I think if you layer in hops at, at every opportunity, you will create a beer that has lots of flavor and aroma layers in the end. Okay. So I want to make sure. Because the temperatures, the aromas are stable. They stay in the in the liquid. Right? They do, and they and the those compounds absolutely bind. They might, you, and they could survive the boil, possibly. Right. Yeah. They definitely survive the boil. And a lot of people think that, that uh, the only thing that you can do is isomerize hop components. You don't just isomerize hop components. You, 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 you can add. And make them flavors. There are, and absolutely, you can do that. So, so what are the other places? I don't want to miss any places. Mash hop, mash hop. First word. Uh, there's like six kettle additions. We we dry hop this in the fermenter, but we also dry hop it with flowers and pellets in the bright tank. Okay, oh. flowers. So you do a flowers combo. and pellets. Yeah, why? When the bright's in a hop sack. Yeah. Or, uh-huh. Is there yeah. a reason, or is it just a uh, availability that you use? He's a baller. That's why. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's it's it, the reason is uh, flavor and aroma. Flowers as a dry hop will definitely give you a different component than uh, just straight pellets alone, especially if you you pick the right variety. And we really like to do it with our double IPAs and uh, and also this beer, the triple IPA. Yeah, it just gives a really fresh, bright aroma that's it's different than pellets. It's an additional layer. And okay. you, you smell this beer; it's it's super dank. It is dank. And oh, you yeah. get almost you almost get a it's like hella a hop, dank. Like you know when you peel when you take a hop flower and you you. You mm-hmm. peel it apart. That's the aroma that you get in this beer. Okay. It's dank, yeah. but delicious. It is. Thank you. Thank you. Did you enter this into the double IPA festival? Was this your beer? Uh, it was in, yeah, it was in the triple IPA festival. It, it got, first, it got yeah. first loser. Ah, oh, yeah. oh. So second place? Almost. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Yeah. Asian half. So uh, uh, there's a Whirlpool edition. What percentage of the IBUs do you think come from that? Uh, well, I mean, I... I mean, there's so much Pro- in here. Probably. probably more than what ProMash is telling me, because I think most Whirlpool editions 
result in like uh, they're kind of equivalent to fifteen or twenty minute additions. So a thirty minute right. whirlpool arrest is about the same as a fifteen minute addition. That's what most of the research data suggests. I've used that, right. but but the way that I, I I've I've correlated my my numbers in in ProMash with with what I know the finished beer is going to be yeah. like. So there are probably a lot of brewers out there who can look at a recipe uh, or construct a recipe, whatever tool they use, and they have good you know correlation between looking at those numbers. Like, hey, I know what level of aroma, I know what level of flavor those amounts are going to give me in the finished beer. Okay, and, and then when you get the finished beer and you taste and smell it, you, right. you can adjust exactly on knowing that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. All right, Cody from Petaluma's on the line. He's got a question about hops for Julian. Cody, what's happening? Hey, how's it going? What's going on? Uh, uh, yeah, trying not to sound so creepy this week. You've woken up a little bit. You do sound less creepy. Yeah. I don't remember the name Cody. <laughs> I, got, I, I got cider mouth going on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, um, I've never really had good luck. I didn't really ever like my hoppy beers, and I don't know. I'm sure it's a number of reasons, but um, I think one main reason was because my hopping schedules and amounts and types used were always kind of muddled. Um, so I have a uh, double IPA sort of thing I'm planning on brewing with um, some homegrown Cascades. Um, and uh, it's going to be sort of a classic style. I wanted to do, you know, Cascades, Chinook, and then um, some Columbus, like you guys were just talking about, throwing some of that stank in there. Um, I was just wondering if you could, you know, using those three, and uh, what would be your suggestions on amounts, proportions, timings, for, you know, pretty standard double IPA, I guess, maybe... Well, uh, or something like that. At, at least for Beechwood, uh, using something like the Rager formula, a lot of our beers on paper, double IPAs are anywhere from 250 to 200 IBUs on paper. Wow. But that, <laughs> you know, late edition, you think? Or uh, uh, no, they're layered pretty evenly throughout. In fact, we also rely pretty heavily on, on big bittering additions with uh, low cohumulone hops for a clean bittering and just a really firm foundation. But I... I think you will get a broad wall of flavors if you add hops at a lot of different points. Uh, I've had some nice late edition beers, but they they typically are lacking kind of a... Uh, a bite and the firmness in the hop structure for me. It, or a, or a, yeah. a mouthfeel. Cur- a layering of the hops will give you well, a mouthfeel. Cer- right? Certainly, uh, that's one thing I will will add, not to take away from Cody's question, but um, when we do that, that server hop with the flowers, I think that we're extracting some glycosides from, from the hops, and I think that adds to the mouthfeel. So you just get this, even though the beer is super dry and well attenuated, like this beer is 88% attenuated, it's just got this fat hop you know, hop-driven mouthfeel. Yeah. I'm tired of you making up words. Do you think that's coming from... I'm, I'm, I'm going to neologize as much as I want, buddy. <laughs> yeah. JP, just back to the layering of, of, yes. of somebody. It isn't like the Pliny recipe that's been at more beer for years. Yeah. Just a ton of different additions and layering of hops. Yes, sir. Still the most popular IPA in the world. There's a reason for it. Um, and, and so this is... Uh, it, it should be the standard. Right. So for, I would, you, would you say you get some of the mouthfeel from the flower hops versus the pellets for the, the vegetal kind of thing? And I, I think so. Um, but I think just the fact that we're doing such large additions really late, uh, I, I'm sure if we if we decided to. Well, here's what I will say is, is if we just threw pellets in a hop sack and put that in the bright mm-hmm. tank. 
I don't know that we'd get them to break up and get the same kind of extraction that we would. When we mix them with flowers, uh, the flowers are very lofty and, and give room for the pellets to kind of break up and, and you know, get oh, that's interesting. From them. It's sort of like the rice hole equivalent of dry hopping. And one thing that we've noticed, too, is that in, uh, like, double IPAs where we mash hop, we often see 1% or 2% efficiency pickup. It's definitely a loudering aid, too, if you, if you get right, them a in the pH change, that maybe, right? Maybe, although I've never really checked for that. It's possible. Oh, that's, that's my own bullshit, actually. That's what people say. Why do you, why do you mash up? It doesn't do anything. I go, like, oh, it's a pH change. No, it does. Hmm. It, it, it does something. Taste, yeah. taste the wort. Taste the runnings off of a beer that's oh. been mash hopped. Yeah. Yeah. So well, that's we, a good point. That's a very simple experiment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's we, hoppy. What we don't have fuck? to send this to UC Davis to figure out if mash hopping <laughs> yeah. does something. You can taste the there, running. There's some real cheap empiricism right there. <laughs> okay. when, when you're dry Cody, hopping, thanks for the call. When you're dry hopping, do you stagger the additions, or do you just throw everything in? If you're going to dry hop at 60, is it everything all in one goes, shot? Everything goes in in one shot. And okay. then if we uh, if we hop in the bright tank, that's a second addition, okay. you know, like, like the, as is the case with this beer. But that but, would be cold, right? It would be cold, yeah. yeah. Okay. And most of our, our beer in the, uh, the fermenter gets one shot. Okay. Do you yeah. agitate it at all, or is no. it just go in the hop? It top goes in the top. Okay. But I really good. I really think that uh, a lot of people miss out by not really knowing what their pitching rate is and, and dialing that in. Sure. With the it's, yeast. Like, it's, I see that. I, I feel that I encounter that a lot um, at brew pubs. Like, oh, we'll put in a bucket of yeast. Okay. okay what's your what's your pitching rate? Yeah. It's a bucket. It's a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> right. One bucket per thing. Yeah. This, Idiot. This is Justin Crosby. Which is fine if you know what like your average cell density is, but just get a sense of what you're throwing in there. What sure. are the uh, you you talked about kind of the scrubbing of some hop aromas and things if there's too much yeast. Are there other symptoms of overpitching that brewers could look out for? Yeah, uh, and another thing that I encounter quite frequently is uh, with with I think from smaller breweries that maybe err on the side of overpitching or don't have their pitching rate style then i get uh, a sulfur compound that's i i think is an autolytic compound okay yeah that's that that's very clear you can that's a that'll you, stand out and you know it's, right. it's it's interesting you can get this flavor a lot if you um like in in most fermenters like uh brewery fermenters uh the sample port is a really convenient place for yeast to collect when it's when it's right. done fermenting, and you can pull like when you're cleaning the fermenter after transfer, you can pull some of that yeast out and smell it and taste it. Okay, and it will often have that little pocket of yeast will often have that flavor component. It doesn't mean it transferred to the finished beer. Okay, but it's in that yeast that's hanging out right there because it's concentrated there. Yeah. but still, a concentration is a way to detect where it might. It's a t- yeah. it's a great way to learn. I mean, when you have a beer that's got a major flavor defect, exactly. then you can detect it on small levels. You learn that flavor defect really well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, does this triple IPA right? Not double. Triple. Yep. Uh, crystal malt. None. You don't put crystal None. in this really? one either. At all. Wow. At all. So that's another thing, too, is when you start going up in gravity, you are necess- no matter how you mash the beer or construct the beer, you will necessarily start concentrating some of those sweeter flavors from the base malt. So why would you want to compound that with crystal malt? This beer is point. super... There's, uh, it's, it's two row, a little bit of dextrin malt, and a sizable portion of dextrose. That's it. Okay. 
sizable per- like a percentage of dextrose? Uh, like upwards of uh, ten to ten to thirteen percent is, wow. is a range for that's, a beer like that's this. That's pretty typical for is sure. it? Yeah. Sure. Well, yeah. That's again to uh, get the gravity up, but also get the dry gravity it up and get it get it super dry. Okay. And you know, I mean, alcohol in a beer like this is definitely going to carry the uh, the aroma in a different different way than if it were lower. Yeah. And you I said the you attenuation got- on this is about eight. 88? 88%, okay. I believe, yeah. Do you think uh, adding dextrose will help the yeast kind of drive attenuation down further than if it was a, a single IPA where you'd get less attenuation? Uh, no, I, 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 I don't think so. I, I, I think if you were to remove dextrose from the equation, this beer is, is you know, re, like similarly attenuated to an IPA, but... But what I what I will say is that as we scale beers up, we proportionally dial back the dextrin malt. Okay. So I will have a higher percentage of dextrin malt in the pale ale, uh, a lower percentage in an IPA, and even lower percentage in a double IPA. Just to reduce the residual. Reduce the residuals because anytime you increase the base malt, even like even if you're mashing at a low temperature, you're still going to have some dextrin contribution from that sure. malt. Have you done any studies on this beer of uh, how many it would take to get red hot to flash us again? <laughs> My guess is none. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there you go. Julian uh, is right again. Okay. No, 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 not that way. Only this one. <laughs> it's a family establishment. <laughs> Well, it's a Julian. Uh, See, he's a scientist. He, <laughs> he engineered that very, very perfectly. Right. <laughs> All right, what's next in our glass? All right, next is Mocha Machine. Okay. Oh, it smells so much like coffee. Thank Hello. you. Just, so, Mocha Machine. The room is great. Mocha Machine is a, is a beer that is very, very special to us at Beechwood. And uh, one of the beers that we are absolutely most proud of. And it's not just a coffee aroma. It's like a, a, a cold-pressed coffee while you're riding a fixed-gear bike aroma. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. With your leather, with leather like shoes. It's like, a, it's like, Sounds like you're running, balls, it's like right? riding a century on a penny farthing. It's super comfortable. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Wow. That's what I was thinking. This reminds me of walking my goat in downtown Wow. Portland. Could you so. actually do a century on a penny farthing? I could. I, that, there's no suspension I, there, buddy. Bam, bam, bam. Your balls are flat. Oh, God. Okay, my ass can handle it. Who sits on your balls? Where's your ball? Well, Doc's old. It's true. I've had a talk and they Ooh. fucked up. My balls are This is teeth. what happens when we start getting to the high alcohol beers. Exactly. Yes. Wait, but, you know um, what else is in the aroma? Like, what's that Mexican chocolate? Uh, Ibarra. Abuelita is the brand. Is one of the brands. That, yeah. The Ibarra Mexican, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you smell that too? Like it's not just coffee. I, I don't. That, uh, I think you're broken. So this is yeah. This has got a, quite a bit of uh, cocoa nibs in the beer too. Okay. Yeah. So okay. Mocha Machine is is really special. We're very proud of it. It's done very well at the competitions, and um, it's a it's a big beer, and it also gives us a chance to work with an awesome local coffee roaster. Okay. Here's my plug. Which for is why. Go ahead. Yeah. Portola Coffee Lab. Those guys are. Amazing. Okay. They have a really artistic and scientific approach to roasting coffee. And I feel that, that, you know, we just, we have a really, really good relationship with those guys. And we like our products work really well together. I feel like we understand each other. So what form of coffee do you get from them for this, for this beer? Uh, the coffee we get from them is coarse ground. Okay. Uh, like what you would use for a French press. And it's typically roasted, uh, the the day before that we we infuse it nice beer. okay and a lot of people ask do you cold brew coffee do you add cold brew to this no we we cold brew 
coffee, but we use beer instead of water. Yeah. Okay. So it's, not, <laughs> it's much yeah. more fun that it's way. It's not yeah. thin. This beer's not thin because you do that. Uh, so explain well, that to me, though. What sure. is that? How do you do this in the process, then? So the uh, the base beer is is fully fermented out, and then we uh, we take a whole bunch of fine mesh sacks, and we, we fill them with coffee and cocoa nibs. This coarse ground coffee. Yeah. And yeah. the cocoa nibs in the same bag. Uh, you know what? We've, we've done it. We've done it many times in the same bag. We've okay. started separating the bags just because it's easier to, to handle for, for different reasons at the production facility. But we uh, we put the uh, coarse ground coffee and the cocoa nibs in the fine mesh sacks. Okay, those go into the bright tank. We purge the bright tank with a lot of CO two, and then we transfer the beer from the fermenter into the bright tank, and it and it sits on the coffee and the cocoa nibs for a couple of days. Then we transfer it to another bright tank off the coffee and cocoa nibs for clarification and carbonation. I see. So it requires two bright tanks. Okay, <laughs> which is that's got to be a pain in the ass. Yeah, again, fun is expensive (laughs) and laborsome. You Mm -hmm. like the more complex beers where you have to really think about uh, how this is going to work. And it it seems like you'd you'd get a little bored with an easy, uh, uh, you know, here's a pale ale, I'm done. You you kind of want to have to figure out. pale ales right now. Well, you want to have to figure out how to get the rose flavor in a beer, for example, or how best to get a coffee in there. Yeah, but I also love the, the elegance of simplicity. Okay. This is not one of those beers, but <laughs> something with, with an IPA and having a very stripped-down malt profile and even just doing a single hop, like very few ingredients yet, amazing complexity. Yeah, yeah. But a beer like this is very process-intensive. It's pretty uh, – it's got a lot of crazy ingredients, and, you know, every everything has to be dialed in just right for, it to, for the finished product to all work. You can't just – have an imperial porter and throw coffee and cocoa nibs in it and expect it to be awesome. If you had the base beer on its own, it would probably probably be like this is a little strange. Okay, yeah. So Did, does that mean that you sort of dumb down the base beer in order to add these flavors, or maybe maybe the opposite? Maybe you we don't dumb down the base beer, but I will say that I treat everything as an ingredient and nothing as an additive. Okay, so uh, we know that we're going to be getting roast from the coffee. We know that we're going to be getting color from the coffee. We know we're going to be getting bitterness from the coffee. We're going to be getting some kind of uh, tannic component from the cocoa nibs, too. So the beer needs to accommodate that up front. So what we did was construct a beer that is not very hopped, that's very malty, that's really fruity. Um, but as in, it, it doesn't really taste... The base beer, before it gets the coffee and cocoa nib infusion, it doesn't really taste like an Imperial Port. It tastes more like some kind of Weird Doppelbach. Okay, <laughs> that's interesting. interesting. And so of course, of course, we treat the water and also use a lot of like oats to just have a big mouthfeel to accommodate all those. So you mm-hmm. you uh, raise the pH of the water for this beer. I uh, yeah, we we make it more alkaline. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. It kind of looks like a. Weird and you wouldn't use the lactic still. acid in, in this yeah. uh, mesh. Right? No, this is uh, this is chalk. Yeah. Oh, the other way. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, the other way. Yeah, carbon. Yeah. Did you work with Portola on the roasting of the beans? Because sometimes with coffee, you can get like a green, at least I do, get a green pepper kind of flavor additive when it seems like the beans are maybe roasted less. Yeah, I think that's actually an unfortunate byproduct of a lot of new wave coffee roasters. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 easy for somebody to, to not roast coffee enough. And I think you will get those underdeveloped green bell pepper flavors and it's it's happened to us before but uh portola is amazing and they roast the coffee just right and we get a lot of freshness 
I don't really tell them what to do. I mean, they I, they know my beer. I know their coffee, and it's kind of one of these things where you can you can look at the other person on the other side of the room and and know what they're thinking. Mm-hmm. So that's how I get. It's laid. an excellent that's beer, right? Yeah. All the time. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're a creep too. Yeah. There we go. There you go. We'll be friends. All right, we got to get through more beer. Do it. Uh, so let's move on to the next. This is a great beer, by the way. If I didn't have liver trouble, it would be my breakfast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have vitamin B12 trouble. Condition. You're right. You're right. It's a condition. Uh, have it's you checked the vitamin B12 levels in this beer? This beer has fortified with vitamin F? <laughs> yeah. Damn it. That's not the one I need. Uh, all right. What's our next beer? Utter love. Traditional British milk stout. Mm. <laughs> Yeah, get in there. Utter love. I feel like the Rare Barrel guys are going to get mad at me that I don't make fun of Julian for his names. But they're his, so good. Well, because they're punny. But right. I, and actually, they're, yeah, they're because punny. They're and you can actually remember right, that. Right, right. Ding, ding, ding. I fucking hate, okay, I don't like puns, but I really hate beer puns. But I have always, since you produced System of a Stout, is that, that's what it's called. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you had me on your, you had me at System. And I've, I've been a fan of your names ever yeah. since. <laughs> you do, you think of all the names, Julian? Uh, a lot of them, but it's okay. it's a team effort. Um, I feel like you wake up in the middle of the night and you're like, utter love. Uh, I wake, I wake up in like, the middle of the night and like... I need to do something with this. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait, that's the... Whoa, wait, wait, what are we talking about? <laughs> are you talking about the other? Uh, that's random yeah. wood. You just stopped I Red forgot, Hot... I forgot yeah. to park my car in the garage. <laughs> you just stopped Red Hot's heart. I saw it happen. <laughs> All right. Tell us about Utter Love. Uh, Utter Love is... I was tr- talking to Red Hot. Okay. <laughs> Please go ahead, Julian. Utter Love is a traditional British milk stout. Uh, It's there's nothing crazy about it. It really adheres to the style. Uh, When we when we first brewed this beer, I did as much research as I could about the style and uh, drew from one of my inspirations, which is uh, left hand milk stout. That beer is such a great beer. So good. Yeah, that beer is so good. It's ridiculous. It's fantastic. Like they and and they've made a big push for that beer. It's their flagship beer. It's nearly perfect for a milk stout. It is the perfect milk stout. And I don't know exactly what the recipe for that beer is, but I knew, I like identified a lot of the flavors in that beer. And I thought, well, you know, like how would I go about creating those flavors in, in a beer? It turns out my recipe is nothing like oh, really? left hand. <laughs> that's interesting. Huh. Which do. is fine, but that's good. But uh, we created this beer um, a couple years ago and uh, back in 2012. And I... We'd never brewed a milk stout before. Uh, we did a lot of research, formulated the recipe, and like I think this is gonna, I think this is gonna get us where we want to be. We brewed the beer for the first time, sent it to GABF, Gold killed it. Metal. Oh, really? Yeah. And was was Sweet. left hand in the in the medal list? Uh, do you, do I don't you remember? know if they. I don't think okay. they were that year. But the funny thing is, is the bronze medal. They were announcing the medals, and they're like bronze medal. Utter madness. And I was like, oh, oh. damn it. <laughs> yeah. And then they got the silver and they said, gold medal, utter love. Nice. Oh. And I was like, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Was that yeah. 2013? Uh, yes. No, yeah. Twenty. that was 2012. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So how do you get the lactose? How do you get all the, the udders in there? The milk part. We get is mad udders in there. How many udders per volume? <laughs> 10 and million udders. Fuck yeah. Wow. When do you add? 
Magic Mill. I think there's some more letters in our future. I thought Brewosophy killed that. As an utter spokesperson, (laughs) I will say that the only beer I've been drinking tonight is actually Beechwood. Like, I love your beer. The Loma Prieta. Like, love, love, love it. So that's my kudos to you as an utter representative. Thank you. You can put all the utters you want in it. It's delicious. All right. We'll do that next time. But thank you. Now, you you know why I ask about the lactose part? Because you can sort of do it artificially. You could do it a little more. How, How does it? It goes in the whirlpool. Okay. So uh, lactose, I don't know if you've tasted it on its own, but it's it's a pretty granular sugar. It actually doesn't have a ton of flavor. It's got a little bit of sweetness, um, but it adds gravity as any sugar would, and it is not fermentable by beer yeast. Okay. For me. Or you. <laughs> not fermentable uh, by you. Oh, are you lying? Like, oh, yeah. 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 I was just looking for in the other little words, pellet. Giant oh. pussy. The, the, yeah. the little things yeah. in my I pocket that I, I was about to eat. Meow, 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 meow. Pussy. Since when are you lactose intolerant? You've always been? Yeah. You don't yeah. see me like slipping little pills in my mouth when I'm eating pizza? Yeah, I didn't know not, that's what that, the pills that's not were. Lactate, buddy. Oh. You don't focus entirely on Doc is every move? <laughs> All right. Carry on, Julian. How dare because you? this is the part that's important about a milk stout, right? So, yeah. The lactose goes in at Whirlpool. And um, it's not fermentable by beer yeast, you were saying. Correct. Yeah. So those, those gravity points don't go away. But what it contributes to the finished beer is a little bit of residual sweetness, but it adds a silkiness to the mouthfeel. Yeah. This beer is around uh, 5.8, 5.9%, but Ooh. it's just, it's big. It's very full-bodied. It's luscious. It's creamy. What it's is just like a good Friday night. It's like it's like Red <laughs> Hot with our shirt up. It's yeah. luscious. It's well-rounded. <laughs> kind of like Red Hot. What is, what is the finishing gravity on this? Uh, usually around 10.21 to 10.23. Okay, go. Yeah, pretty big. Which is... Which is pretty big, yeah. But pretty big compared to other milk stouts. No, uh, it's it compared to any any other beer. It's it I doesn't see. have a huge that's attenuation. That's a high rate. residual sugar. Yeah, and that's because the uh, the lactose that we add adds quite a few gravity points, and it just those gravity points don't go away. So and, why isn't it cloying then? Like why does it not just, just again because lactose is. You should taste lactose, but it, it's not a very sweet sugar. It's it's pretty bland. It's like okay. maltodextrin. Right. So if you were to yeah. yeah, if you were to taste like if you were to eat a tablespoon of, of lactose, you'd be like, doesn't have a lot of flavor. If you eat a tablespoon of sugar, you'd be like, this is way too fucking sweet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, you can use it in a finished a beer that's done. It does it in a body. You can add it into the brain tank and increase the body in the beer. What about it won't ferment. What about the grain bill? Is it just a stout, or is there something special you should do with a milk stout? Uh, well, we wanted to keep this fairly traditional, so it's all British ingredients through and through. Okay. I mean, the, the lactose does come from Wisconsin, but uh, <laughs> it's all British malts through and through. Okay. Wisconsin yeah. English. Wisconsin. I mean, that sort of makes sense. Dairy we have a flag over it or something. Yeah. Even the yeast? Is it a, a English yeast? Uh, it has English roots. Okay. <laughs> what the fuck does that, that mean, Julian? Well, str- I think it's a stretch. I mean, it's, it's, uh, our house strain is really the uh, derivative of Sierra Nevada. Okay. Which does actually, uh, definitely has an English heritage. It's a really clean yeast, um, but it works well in stouts and dark beers. Yeah. It really does. Okay. And pale hoppy beers. Mm. The tip. Just the tip. And so how many Just yeast strains are you typically keeping in-house mm. actively? Like most of the time, right? One. Oh, really? Just one? Yeah, we have a well with our Belgian beers. We have uh, we have one strain that we work with. With most of our house beers, there's one 
uh, American ale strain that we use, and then we we use a, a German lager strain on occasion. But okay. we we really don't have a lot of variance with our, our yeast strains. Uh, our house ale yeast is incredibly versatile. It does really well with pale hoppy beers. It does incredibly well with dark beers. It does really well with stuff that we end up putting in barrels. But the same yeast is in all three of these beers in front of you. Mm. Oh, okay. And the same beast, uh, same beast, the That's same surprising. yeast, the same yeast was in every beer tonight with the exception of uh, Rose Royce. Really? Yep. That surprises uh. me. Not about the Rose Royce being Even. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. But that it still was all the same, especially because yeah. some of the, this really is a very English tasting beer, mm-hmm. even mm-hmm. with the kind of fruitiness that comes yeah. out of it. So I would have thought that you switched over to um, whatever the White Labs one is. It's 002 or whatever. Yeah. The English Do you, we didn't. We didn't. No. Do you very temperature or pitching rates in order to get different flavors or is it pretty much uniform uh, a, a little bit we've will vary the uh, temperature range for some of our british styles we'll do a little bit warmer but pitching rate is really no that's that's fairly fixed okay it's uh, a bucket yeah one bucket <laughs> one bucket per volume yeah, per volume <laughs> at the time of the place with the guy in the thing. Right. <laughs> yes. All right. For the sake of keeping us on time, yeah. I'm going to take us to a break. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, uh, don't uh, don't hesitate to go over to craftbeer.com. Uh, I don't know if you know this, but they have this amazing brewery finder. I do. Um, JP knows about it. I know about it. He, so you don't have to say it. All no. he does is browse. Yeah, you don't have to say it. So just close um, down. Well, I'm I don't kidding. know if you knew this, JP, but I'm there kidding. are now more than 5,000 breweries in the United Fuck, States. I did not know that. That literally wow. blows me away. Don't uh, worry. Craftbeer.com's Brewery Finder, uh, published by the Brewers Association, has every single one of them. That's awesome. All of them. Uh, you can find breweries by current location or search in other states. Um, you'll also find directions and contact info straight from the Brewery Finder. Great. Which is cool. Like, you can call and annoy the fucking brewer. <laughs> Hello. Uh, yeah. How many I, otters per ounce? How is much the, lactose? How much lactose Hello. is in your cream? Can I donate my udders to the beer production? (laughs) These are the questions that brewers get. Uh, So you get directions. Uh, You'll also find brewery's social handles, uh, you know, like uh, Instagram. Hey, I got your social handle right here. (laughs) So visit craftbeer.com and check out the brewery finder. You won't regret it, especially while you're traveling around like like you do so often, JP. I do. I travel. If if anybody knows anything about me is I like to travel. I like to experience (laughs) the world. That's right, from the kitchen to the toilet. <laughs> yeah, they know your name at the airport. Oh, they, yeah, TSA pre-check all the way, all the time. Hello, Mr. Petros. All right, here's what's Hello, exciting uh, about when we come back. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to yeah. come back with Julian, and we're going to have Julian read his bad and awkward reviews. Yes. Uh, that, that, I love uh, it. Of course, that people have oh, uh, reviewed his beers. Excellent. Untapped for something? I'm going to yeah, get into just it. all the different sites. We, uh, we scoured the interwebs, <laughs> and uh, very hard. we found... Uh, Julian's awkward and bad reviews. He's going to read them and, and comment, of course, because it's the Brewing Network. Sure. That's, that's what we do. So I'm really excited about this. Hang in there. It's the session. We're going to take a quick break, and uh, we'll be right back after these words. You're listening to the Brewcasters, Brewcasters. on the Brewing Network.
Since 1979, Williams Brewing has offered the finest equipment and freshest ingredients and the best customer service in the business. Check out their brand new patent-pending mash and boil 110-volt electric mashing and boiling unit. This compact all-stainless unit lets you mash, sparge, and boil just about anywhere that has a 110-volt plug. Double-wall construction adds to efficiency and safety, and a precise thermostat keeps temperatures where you want them. Unlike insulated buckets and converted coolers, multiple temperature rest mashing is easy to do all for under 300 bucks they also feature the mark ii work pump a magnetic drive high temperature pump that does the work of pumps that cost twice as much as well as exclusive brewer's edge regulators and quality keg king kegs and disconnects check them out today at williamsbrewing.com to bruise their vast selection with over 20 years of experience making world-class craft beer and more than 100 gold medals in international competitions moylan's brewing company is not just a pretty face in craft beer. Just ask Brendan Moylan. What do we got here? The beer of the hour. Moylan's, gotta love that big M. It's like a sign of awesomeness. It's got an extra kick to it. Let's pour this bad boy. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Moylan's. The end of the night when the kids are finally in bed, the wife's in bed, <laughs> nobody's bothering your ass anymore. That's Moylan's time. Moylan's is for you. Yeah. It's to help you out. Yeah. It helps me out. What? Well, because it's freaking awesome. Northern California brewed. It's brewed with love. With love? Oh, yeah. Tremendous. And it's always best where? Moylan's. got to try it on tap at Moylan's in Novato. They're freaking awesome. Awesome. Not only because I own the brewery, because I love the beer. Cheers! Boom! Kilt Lifter Scotch Ale takes big beers to a whole new level with rich malt balanced perfectly with delicate hops and now comes in four-pack tall boy cans so you can take the party on the go. Or come to the brewery, take a tour, and try any of Moylan's fresh creations right from the source. Check them out at Moylan's.com. Army, have you heard the latest at HopTech? Since HopTech has doubled in size after a huge expansion, Jade and Roberto can stock even more of the best quality homebrewing supplies and equipment. Over 60 kick-ass varieties of hops and malts, monster truckloads of quality brewer's yeast, including white labs, Y yeast, and multiple dry yeasts. They even have all grain systems from Grainfathers and Ruby Street Brew Systems, thanks to Jade, the brand new all-grain brewer. And don't forget about their 10% discount to all BN Army members. Jade and Roberto are waiting for you and all of your brewing questions over at HopTech.com. HopTech, totally not sucking since 1983. Hey guys, what'll it be? I'm not sure. What do you recommend? A lot of people seem to like the Hefeweizen. Is that a German Hefeweizen or more of an American-style wheat beer? I'm not sure, but I can give you a taste. Okay, great. Great. The Cicerone Certification Program certifies and educates beer professionals in order to elevate the beer experience for consumers. Unfortunately, not every bar is staffed with certified beer servers who can guide their customers through a beer list. Here you go, guys. Let me know what you think of the Hefeweizen. Oh, yeah. 
That's definitely more of an American meat. But I can hardly tell because this beer just smells like sour butter. I wonder how long it's been since they cleaned the draft lines. Yeah, and look at the bubbles on the side of the glass. It's filthy. Somebody should tell these guys about the Cicerone program. For sure. How about we head somewhere else for another beer? Your server should give beer the same respect you do. Request quality. The Cicerone certification program offers four levels of beer certification, in-person classes, and course books for beer professionals. Check them out at Cicerone.org. The Cicerone Certification Program. We know beer. Hey, this is Julian Trego from Beachwood Brewing, and you are listening I didn't even to mean to do that. Oh, I wonder if I played Network. the wrong playlist. Oh, no, I played the right one. Well, fuck it. It's all Julian all the time tonight. Yeah. Julian Radio. All right. We're back. I might be your biggest fan, Julian. Well, it's not my mother. (laughs) (laughs) That's for sure. Your mother's like my mother. Yeah. (laughs) Very Jewish. She had me inside her. her. Yeah. She had me inside her for nine months and then shot me out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) He's like, thank God. Yeah. Everyone comes in the world rejected. Thank Allah. So my mom said she's Iranian. Um, well, she was Czechoslovakian. Okay. Whatever. Or, or Chechnyan. That's a lie. In Chechnya, we don't have mother. <laughs> we have one uterus. We pass around. <laughs> we're, lucky, we're lucky we have one uterus still left in country. You use it all the time. <laughs> it's a little worn. Yeah. Give some funny babies. But you, I feel like this it's is an episode. It's for babies and goats. I feel like this is an and episode of Family Feud. Cervix <laughs> says, ouch. Yeah. Uh, Occasionally, mop bucket. For <laughs> cleaning mop. I can't even put my glasses on right anymore. Oh, what so I tell old. you? All right, let's do this. Wait, wait, hang on. Uh, before you do, we that, need some epic music in the background. Wait, I got to do other things. Do it oh. first. Are we doing things that are yes. epic? Do you want to do, we got to do Adam and Eve real quick? You know it's Valentine's Day, Beardy. Oh, that's right. No, I fucking love you. No, it's not. It's Valentine's... Well, tomorrow. Well, hey, it, we've got a <laughs> oh, couple more hours. you mean Valentine's month? It's Valentine's Hold month. Hold on. Beardy, yes, Beardy, right. Beardy. Your wife was supposed to meet me and be my friend tonight. Oh, uh, And she bailed? is working on your Valentine's uh, Day oh, present I as know. we speak. Oh, and I that know. is why I, I am on this show showing you my boobs. We learned this last week, Red Hot, that this woman spends all of her time for the month of February giving gifts to Beardy every single day. It's every true. Day. It's true. That he he this is not an exaggeration, want, Julie. Yeah. That he no, is, that true. he does not want. Yeah. She told me not to come home today. She was <laughs> so like, just go to the that. VM. Yeah. Just don't come home. Because I'm working you, on something for you. Are we ta- you we talked about it in Maui. When and I took, it's an when epic I took plan her to Maui. for, for oh, birthday did. sex. That's what it is. <laughs> when Doc took your wife to Maui, <laughs> right, yeah. they discussed your Valentine's Day <laughs> yeah. gifts. Oh, great. Thank and you, Doc. And Doc was like, just give him a fucking hand job. He'll, blow he'll job, be fine blow with job. it. Blow job. <laughs> no, no one likes a handy when you can get a blow job. But yeah. you got to alternate. Handy, blowy, handy, blowy. I didn't hear it. You guys hear what know what's up. I didn't hear what he said. Handy <laughs> blowing, handy blowing. But, okay. for, for real, for real, she told me she could not meet me to have beers and catch up and be my girlfriend because she had to work She's on busy. Beardy's right. Valentine's Day present. She also yeah. wouldn't let me go home. That she, that he doesn't want. I just want to reiterate that. Yeah. Yes, I've asked her. She's her choice, man. Doing a labor for of love years. for something you don't want. For years, I've told her, stop. Yeah. And she refused. Well, she she should talk it. to Justin, who 
totally no, negate all of Valentine's there's Day. There's no Valentine's Day. There's right. none. It doesn't exist. You know, right. We call it second Halloween where I come from. Well, Justin <laughs> thinks that uh, February only has 27 days. That's right. And one of them is not That'd fucking. 28. That's right. By the way, Julian, I don't know if you heard this. Uh, I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw the press oh, release, true. but um, he's making a, a Belgian quad called Handy Blowy. Ooh. Handy Blowy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah. Uh, we actually do make a Belgian quad. You do? Yeah, it's called Jean Quad Van Damme. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, that's oh, awesome. I'm totally serious, man. Oh, it's on tap right now. We uh, hadn't brewed in, in almost five years. I love yeah. you. See, I know. So Julian's brilliant. beer puns are the only ones that don't suck. Uh, I know, because that was brilliant. Shoot. Handy blowy, not so great. Julian's awesome. Thank you. That, That's one for the win. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you like my boobs too much, Justin. That's true. Handy blowy's not a pun. It's just what Justin wants. That's right. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't looking for a pun. Uh, do, you, do you get to pick? <clears throat> All right. Here's what you do get to pick. If you go to adamandeve.com right now, you yeah. can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget. With this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. Through Valentine's Day, which is what, tomorrow? Is oh, that like yeah. saying, hey, if we, if we have a steak, Just get hey, to the babe, offer. I want to know if I take you to a steak dinner, can we do anal tonight? Yes. Okay. <laughs> wow, that was too easy. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Life doesn't have to be complicated. You had me at steak dinner. <laughs> Does it have to be a good cut of beef? <laughs> Just a big cut. <laughs> oh. Whatever fits. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Pushing Great. that big cut of beef, baby. <laughs> now I'm getting anal. I wasn't prepared for this. Great. I don't think he meant you Are you kidding? You were oh, born yeah. prepared. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> you were born with an anus, right? I, prepared! Prepared! That's all you need! <laughs> yeah. Great. All right, wait, though. Okay, Through sorry. Valentine's Day, you'll get 50% off just about any item on the site. Just go to adamandeve.com, and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And, you know, Did you it. say seemingly? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All 12 volumes. Yes. All right. But Sorry, I'm naughty. No, That's why gonna, I'm here. But there's more. Uh, with every order, you're also going to receive the free romance kit, Julian. Ooh, romance. Did you say bromance? That sounds steamy. No, it's not the bromance. No, that's if, you, that's if your delivery is to go to Riverside County. <laughs> In this oh, yeah. case, it's the romance kit. Uh, it includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something you'll both enjoy. Right. Oh, pizza. Yeah. We never found what that is, but it's, yeah, it's, it's farm something. lubricant. What if you get them mixed up? <laughs> it's called utter love. Uh, I actually grew up on like half of a fucking farm because my parents were insane. I know what farm lubricant is. What is farm lubricant? I you, figured it was like It's a very grease. gelatinous substance. Oh, I'll tell you that. Is it, it borderline uh, mucilaginous? By the way, Red, red Hot is a, is a veterinarian. I am a veterinarian. I will tell you it comes in gallon buckets. So, and, so do I. And hey, Peter North, Peter North yeah. comes in gallon buckets too. And just as an example for why you yeah, need it, right. it comes in gallon box, buckets with with a glove that goes up past to your the elbow. past the elbow. That is true. That is verified. I know. I that had is medically accurate. Only one glove, though. You get a gallon bucket for you one glove. You only need one. What are you going to do? Stick them both up there? <laughs> 
Maybe. Well, you reuse oh, the glove? What if you lose one? You <laughs> gotta oh, go back up and get it. Dirty seems disappointed. I thought you were thinking it's more like a diving, like <laughs> no, a diving yeah. sequence right. where you need to. Right, don't put your that's head the, in there. That's the gift for both of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's the free gift. All right. Also, you're gonna get a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. You're also gonna get free shipping on your entire order. I like free so, shipping. So, JP, what do you have to do to get all this? You go to adamandeve.com, baby. Yep. And enter coupon code BNARMY. That's right. B-N-A-R-M-Y. You're going to get uh, 50% off an item. Yep. Free romance kit. Check. Free shipping. Check. Adult DVD. Double check. Mm. Coupon code BNARMY. Go do it now and uh, have some fun on Valentine's Day. Doing, doing, doing. Do you think, think they have, have the fun. arm length gloves? <laughs> They prob- Is that a rhetorical I question? <laughs> I've got arm length gloves. I can provide those for anyone that wants them. <laughs> Red Hot has a lifetime supply. Just like this I thing do. With I do. Yeah, I'm yes. sure of it. I kind of want to like peruse this site and buy something super weird for Sam for our anniversary. Oh man! Well, you know, you know what? A, a rubber, a rubber fist. Valentine's Day, Bebo, a rubber fist isn't super weird. I, <laughs> I will say that shoulder-length gloves, not just for cows and horses anymore. Oh God, yeah. Bebo, in in your New mind, from Ronco, reach up and grab my cervix. In my mind, what is super weird? Yes, right, yeah. what is super weird in the world of Bebo and Sam? Honestly, I don't. What do you mean in the water? That's not asking permission is super weird. <laughs> well, you're, you know what I mean. You're like, talking about getting it for Sam. What is super weird? Like as far as like toys would go, or anything like um, anything you would find on uh, like is a sex chair super weird, or is like a <laughs> no? That like would a, be ridiculous and probably the worst thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like so many cramps. Sam would just no, like no, 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 no. You're, no, no, no. you're not the one like sitting so in it. Swing. So what is super weird to Bevo? I think everything that's not Sam's yeah. penis laying on you, missionary. <laughs> One of those dildos that shake. You put a battery in it and it goes blah, 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 blah. Yeah, that's a weird one. No, I mean, I want to I get him something that we would never from. use, but oh, just right. to kind of shock him. Like, you, okay. A zero shocker. Like oh, anal beads. Like anal beads. Yes. Why wouldn't Are you, you use sure them? Have you, use have you tried them? Um, No, and I'm good. Okay. Have you tried them on sale? <laughs> Did you try them on Sunday? Honestly, I would be too afraid. You should have got the one inch one. Do you get those four ones? Oh, yeah. Don't get oh, oh. I, I'm with you. I'd be tasty true on that. Yeah. Don't get the one inch. Just don't start. get the big ones. You got to gauge them out. Sterling. I'm just That's saying. A start. I just uh, want to find something that'll make, because Sam's a weird guy. He yes. would just be like, even he would be like. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> and I mean, but, and it's been happens? nine years. So, so you open it up. That's what you do. You turn it up. Spice it up for Sam. But Bebo, <laughs> everybody loves beads on a string. <laughs> Yeah, Abby will love it when you're not using it in the bedroom. It's fine. <laughs> you know, it makes it makes a great conversation piece mm-hmm. on the coffee oh table. Hey, where did you get your necklace what's from? What's that hanging Actually, on the lamp? Hey, mommy, what's that? <laughs> All right. So here's what we wanted to do. Uh, we wanted to play a little game with Julian. It's actually not even really a game. Um, you know I don't these play games. <laughs> <laughs> I make them. It's, it's a metal game. It's kid. personal. I, I, I don't kid. I don't kid. <laughs> dead. 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 <laughs> All right, you know these beer review sites. You've this seen these. Uh, I do. Okay, so oh, oh, uh, we wanted oh, to. Yes. We wanted to. Uh, ser- this was difficult, by the way, to search for bad B 
Beechwood reviews because the beers are so good. Um, let's be honest. We've had guests that this game would have been easier. <laughs> Julian's not one of them. Uh, yeah, yeah. We're not going to name. Um, so what we wanted to do is find some bad or awkward reviews of Julian's beers and have him read them on the air. Now, here's what I'd like, Julian. Yeah. Uh, now, you, you, can't, you can respond to them in, in your voice and your attitude, but I want you to read them in what you perceive as their attitude. And, ah, and you okay. Your, this is going to be, this is like the, uh, the interpretive walk at the Nature Center. <laughs> yes. You get to interpret Just it. Just be a nerd. You are be there already all... starting this with the most fabulous, like, movie announcer voice ever. Thank so you. So, expectations are high. Yeah. I will Whoa. deliver. Don't worry. <laughs> I never disappoint. <laughs> yeah. Alright, so let's find out what people had to say about Beechwood beers on the various social beers. Okay, so let's start with Amalgamator, a beer that is so important to me, I I tattooed oh. it on my body. You did? Whoa. Where's that? Oh, oh that okay. Oh. And we have it on tap here too. You do. That's you do. Nice. All right. Um, anyway, it's on his dick and on tap. <laughs> <laughs> that is the tap, buddy. Right. Free flowing. But here we go. Here, here it is. <laughs> No, really. I have a, I have a condition. Yeah. I cannot yeah. stop it. You should, you should see a doctor. No, it's no I'm constantly it's be a good We have a veterinarian in the house. Right. Every right. time I need to wear that, constantly coming. All right. But um, should I read it in the voice of Arnold? Yeah. Take anyway. a deep breath. Yeah, oh, do it please. Uh, you got your, this, you'll own this second time. In, okay. the, in the tone of the poster. Yeah. Such a West Coast IPA. <laughs> Tons of grapefruit and lime hop flavors. Yellow light pour. Overly bitter. <laughs> Three point seven out of five. Uh, overly bitter. Overly right. bitter. Such a West Coast IPA. So to me, you that's the identifier of the style. Three point seven out of five. Yeah, not not everybody yes. can handle big feet. You know, I, I don't know what to say because you know what big feet mean. Hard you, to find shoes. Do yes. you feel? And this is an honest question. Do yeah. you feel that it's overly bitter? And 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 if so, is that on purpose? And no, why would you make a beer that's overly bitter? I wouldn't. Nobody <laughs> likes that. But like, overly bitter made, is I've, Doc's ex-wife. No one wants I've, that. Oh, damn. That is, that's below the wow. belt. Oh, my God. Yeah. But, uh, I love uh, you, Doc. This show's taking on a whole new dimension. Here. Yes. You know, clearly there are beers that some people just can't handle for whatever reason, whether, whether it's lack of palate or lack of sophistication. But you... <laughs> Nice. Both personal problems. So, you did not look to make an overly bitter beer, and you don't no. think that's what it is. No, yeah. I mean, I the no, beers that I, the IPAs that I fell in love with in San Diego, you know, uh, well over a decade ago, were 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 bold and aromatic and and firm, and and they let you know that they were there for business. Okay, all right. So, what's next? Uh, Beechwood Foam Top. Which is a cream ale, blonde ale, and this is one that I, you know, uh, earlier I was, you know, uh, telling you that I'm very proud of the fact that that we were able to get a World Beer Cup gold and, and uh, yeah, GABF gold yeah. with this beer, and so I, I I feel comfortable saying it is brewed to style. Okay, and uh, it's it's interesting. Okay, so I'm going to read this. Palate is short but not watery. Goes down almost like water. Yet clearly, it is not water in every sense. <laughs> Oh, I feel, uh, I feel can we be ambiguous anymore? I feel like because this is like a, this is like a Zen poem for, for a douche. Is it pee or is it water? Is it? I envision lines of like a coke on a, on a beer. My, if my kid brought that home as a haiku, yeah. I'd paste right. it on the refrigerator. Oh, this is okay. you know what? I haven't seen most of these. These are fantastic. So here's another one. This pours like an albino blonde ale. Super clear. 
almost like a cheap lager. The taste is surprisingly underwhelming for Beechwood Barbecue. I'm a big fan of Beechwood, but not a big fan of Blondales. So maybe that's why I'm rating this a bit skewed. Uh, and Overall, what's, the, what's the rating? 3.5. Okay. Overall, the taste is very, very light for an ale, but maybe that was their aim. There is almost like zero alcohol taste, so could be a plus depending on why you're drinking this beer. <laughs> I love that it's a negative that there's zero alcohol taste. Did they taste. actually type out the like? Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. Uh, okay, this, so here, here's a good one. Just to yeah. contrast the score, the, the rating is for this one is very positive, but the uh, the score is almost the same as the last one. Cream ales are usually sort of a throwaway offering to a brew pub, but this one was nice, okay. balanced, easy to drink beer. 3.68 out of 5. <laughs> <laughs> Or girl loved it, yes. but uh, three points. To style, it's great. It's two style, well balanced. I come back. Not even a four. And yet, I somehow, almost perfect. Right. As a matter of fact. However, it involves the word cream. Three point six. Not four. a problem. I could have not liked it more. Three point six. <laughs> My favorite beer yeah. ever. I actually only drink this beer. Two out of five. Right. I love this segment. What else you got in there? Uh, let's go for utter love. Um, First beer from Beechwood that hasn't really impressed me. Then again, it's a milk stout, and I doubt if I would ever have one. <laughs> so, did he even have it? I'm not. That, that sort of indicates that it wasn't even. Had. I think he tried it, but you know what? I mean, that's okay. Fortunately, the uh, the judges at GABF and World Beer Cup have vetted it multiple <laughs> times. Can I make a recommendation, just in general? And I don't think sure. anyone in this room will disagree. Right. If, if you've ordered if you've ordered a beer on a style that you know you don't like. Or um, you already have a preconceived notion. Just don't write a review on it. No, you're, you're training me. Because you have wrong. zero. And now yeah. I'm fine with you tasting it. I think you should taste it. Yes. But don't write a fucking review. Right. What was uh, the score on that? I'm sure it's a good course, beer, three, five, but I three. hate beer. I bet this whole thing was he ordered a sample. Yeah. And then rated it in the sample. But don't rate it, is what I'm saying. And also, yeah. and there's a couple reasons not to rate it. For, it one. Is that it's a stupid thing to do if 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 it's not in your wheelhouse. Just right. don't write a review. I, yeah. Leave that to somebody who's it's in their wheelhouse and then they can and But there's another reason. These are people's livelihoods, you know. And so I'm fine with you making educated, uh, um, you know, reviews and, and talking about the different things, whether it be my bar or somebody's beer. I'm fine with all that. I'm not saying we should be sheltered from that. Right. I'm saying if you have zero, it's not just you don't have an idea of what you're talking about, but you actually don't like the thing. And you don't know what you're talking like, about. Like, I'm not going to go write reviews about Justin Bieber, for example. Yeah. Right. Because I'm not the person to do that. I'm not going to like what that little fucking freak uh, produces. Um, you mean that multi-multi-millionaire? Right. More yeah. successful yeah. than you. Yeah. Way him. more successful. All right, all right. I get it. That's okay. He has very small feet. However, shoulder-length gloves, Justin, writes <laughs> lots of reviews that I will for write those. A review about. And also gallon buckets of lube. Yes. That's your man. These are my things. Uh <laughs> Uh, All my favorite lubricants. things. In other words, it's I know it's this old. It's like this whole internet thing. It's uh, a whole. <laughs> for instance, if, if yeah. I was reading an IPA, I would be really critical and make a critical comment. If I was reading a, like a Doppelbach, which I don't know much about or care about, yeah, I'm not gonna like a read that's that. Don't. That's and, why we're sitting next why, to each other. And here's why: somebody else who wants to try Julian's 
milk stout, mm-hmm. and, and maybe they've never had a milk stout before. Or, or it's going to read your half-assed fucking yeah. review. Touch an otter, buddy. Well, you know what? I mean, I just want to put it into the ether. Where I totally understand what you're saying, but you know, having a business, you open yourself up to the court of public opinion. You just have to live with that. You're right. I just want the court of public opinion to be semi-qualified. So here we go. Let's let's read Tovarish. So Tovarish is an imperial espresso stout that we release uh, once a year in December. We have it on tap here. There you go. Yeah. Boom. Another coffee beer with Portola coffee. Okay. Bam. Bam. We should. That should be the nightcap. You should so, touch that without like. They cut up. right. They cut right to the chase on this one. They 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 could have left off everything after the first sentence. <laughs> okay. Tovarish isn't a good beer. <laughs> Oh, but now I have to know the rest. Okay. All right, the number could be followed, but what else follows, actually? Stale Folgers blankets the palate and assaults the senses for no good reason. <laughs> you can no even have a reason, reason Julian. <laughs> Whatever else might be going on in the beer, it's covered up by this thin, nasty, cheap-aged coffee taste. Oh, wow. Blech. <laughs> Maybe an ounce plus, and I'm headed over to the sink. Oh, God. Scanning the other reviews, I question whether this was even the same beer or if we had a bad bottle because it was a drain pour by everyone in the room. Straight up terrible. Watch this now. Wow. By the way, the reviewer had it in October <laughs> because their fucking friend bought it the previous December when it was right. made, yeah. sat it on a warm shelf, and then shared it at a party. Yeah, you know what would be good is this. And then Julian gets accused of fucking Folgers. <laughs> right. So, right. Yeah. Julian, the only thing you can answer this was I meant to do that. <laughs> For By the no way, I'm, act- I'm actually fine with negative reviews. I think they're fun, and yeah. I like everybody's opinion. It doesn't mean I'm not going to make fun of you for it. Hey, you know what? Well, I, I, I I take all this seriously, and, and sometimes you know something isn't right about a beer, and, and you find out, and, and you get a chance to reach out to the customer and say, hey, I'm... I'm sorry that you got something that wasn't right. I want to make it right. Yeah. Let me hook you up with something. And people are stoked. Yeah, of course. It's good. See, that's good business. You're what about guy. the people that complain about a two-day-old opened growler being flat? Uh, we oh. haven't gotten that. <laughs> I've gotten that review. We do you put, a frontal you put a, lobotomy for that? It's the same. Yeah, exactly. Do yeah. you put do you put uh, like a tag or something on your growlers that says "Hey Dickwad"? You know, <laughs> yes, there are instructions now. Yes. It actually starts with "Hey totally. Dickwad." Yeah. You know, again, that's part of the court of public opinion. After that, you just have to you just have to absorb some of that stuff, but uh, you limit it as much as you can by educating your customers. And putting a big warning label on the bottle. We do that with all of our IPAs. Um, everything that we, we bottle in IPA form, it says, drink now. Do not sit on this. Keep it refrigerated at all times. All of our vendors that carry our IPAs have to keep it cold. Makes sense. Right. Yeah. Goes. It comes straight from the bottling line into our walk-in cooler and then the next day to their walk-in cooler. Right. It's the only way to do it. Well, I don't think that that was a f- that Folgers was a fair assessment. I no, it's more it was, like Sanka. I, yeah, <laughs> I, it was like Sanka that you dipped your balls in first. I felt like it yeah. was a really cheesy. That's, yeah, it's Justin, really, do you really often earthy. drink Sanka that you dip your balls in? Is, are you going to judge me if I say yes? No. Yes. He, he dips his balls <laughs> in. What I do on a regular basis? Thing. It's kind of a, a combination between gastronomy and masturbation for him. Yes. Mastronomy. Gastronomy. I will say though that uh, gastronomy. That, 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 
as someone who actually gets rated publicly, it is hard. That even though you have an amazing product, you can't please everyone all the time. Well, and so you right. are going to get some shitty reviews, and not everyone knows what they're doing or talking about. You get rated publicly as a veterinarian. Yeah, I do. I do. So people are like, so I brought my dog in to be killed. And Red Hot... uh, Told me that I was an asshole because my dog was totally fine. And they're like, I know, but it's really annoying. And And I'm like, well, yeah. Two two stars. So, so, I mean... this kind of goes back to that really that advice good. that I got from my father many years ago is you're in a much better place if you assume that criticism is valid. So, I mean, I could look at a review and be like, oh, shit, this you're person right. really hated my, my, my beer. But uh, let me take a second. Like, is there something that I could tweak on this beer? You're right. Maybe there is. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Fuck that guy. And by the way, this is something else. Like, fuck that guy. You're you're 100% right. This is actually how I normally take criticism. It's just I do really enjoy it when it starts with different sentences like, I hate milk stouts. Here's my review of your milk stout. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, you know what? I agree 100% and that everybody should at least be open to hearing it and then do some self-evaluation sure. about either if, if it's yeah. about you or if it's about your beer and then decide if it has any place in in your life or in, sure. in, in, in your beer to adjust. It's a, it's a very healthy uh, outlook. And it's probably why your beer is so good in general, Julian, that cool. you've been doing that since you were a home Thank brewer. You. And I think anybody who isn't self-critical is they're usually shitty people. That's a true statement. That's and your beer true. is also awesome. Thank you. If you know good beer and you're self-critical, you're like a you know Julian or a Roger Davis. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Roger Davis has my disease where he's overly oh, self really. yeah. there, There's a point where you go, but this he's is also good. lazy. I'm putting too. it out. <laughs> I kid, I kid, because I love him. Yeah, and you're, like I said, he has my disease. He's a fucking lazy, overcritical. So he wants uh, to get it right the first time. Self-hating. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, I have to do this again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Fuck it. I'll just. Call, right. It's IP, but I'll call it something else now. <laughs> Give it well, another name. No wonder they have fucking ten pale ales on tap in action. <laughs> I'm gonna get it right. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Hey, 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 wait, wait. It's five pale ales and five IPAs. Oh, so, my mistake. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot of pale ales, yeah. by the way. Yeah. And, so fuck you, yeah. Julian. And yeah. one blonde stout. I, I also love you, Roger. That's my fault. All right. Uh, it's San Francisco Beer Week. If you didn't know, that's why we're partying here with Julian tonight. And oh, Drake's yeah. is throwing a bunch of parties this week. Uh, we told you about it. The Sauenbrau is happening. Uh, looks like it's on Wednesday, Feb 15th at 6 p.m. It's their seventh annual Sauenbrau pig roast extravaganza. Uh, it's wow. a dinner party, slow roasting whole pigs, delightful sides, uh, sweet tooth pleasing desserts, and then, of course, beer. Uh, it's one of the favorite. Uh, their favorite events of the whole year, mine too, and you're invited to hang out. Um, so head on down to Drake's. Go to drinkdrakes.com for all the information that you need. It's Sow Brow Volume 7. I wish we could do big like cooking events like that here at the Hop Grenade, but <laughs> cool. we don't have a kitchen. or um, You have that fireplace um, out on the patio. Sh- you could throw a pig on that. Shut the fuck up, beauty. <laughs> that oh. could totally fit a pig. It might, yeah. More like a, people out. It could fit like a... Um, a pot-bellied pig. We could roast a pot. Is that a thing? Can you roast pot-bellied pigs? No, Anything? that's their pets. Oh, we that's did it Maui. Right. That's not. <laughs> they might be. They might be good eating, but I can provide I pets that nobody wants. This is a German just kidding, shepherd. Just kidding. Just kidding. Animal lovers all over America. Just kidding. Just kidding. Right. 
Uh, I kid, I kid. I kid, not kid. Yeah, talk after the show. We're gonna get some. <laughs> oh, oh, we're talking. New menu some, at the hop grenade. Get some roast cat in here. <laughs> JP will love it. Cat, yeah. we're leaving. Hey, it's together. aged. It's aged meat. That's what it is. Oh. It's twenty-year-old cat. <laughs> I'm ready to go. It's a little stringy. Yeah. This is 40-year-old beef. Fuck yes. Just for you, Julian. Oh, yeah! Yeah. If you think about it, Julian, inadvertently, this did turn into the metal show. We got flashed. Yeah. Like, it's everything. Groupies. You've done everything except for sign somebody's breast tonight. It was kind of a metal show. (laughs) It was very much a metal show, but (laughs) rock and roll rules the world. I agree. That's all I can say. Yeah. Um, uh, One of our wonderful bartenders and managers, uh, Aaron, is here. He actually asked me. He asked me oh. before the show if you could sign his breasts. Uh, he 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 wanted your signature. Some serious moves on, right there on hey, his breast. Right. Did you shave first? Right, right. to Lupe. Oh, okay. Julie, uh, I never not, not shave. I only wax. Like painting a dog. Yeah. Aaron's about to get married. Aaron, if, if you went home with a man's uh, signature on your breast, do you think it, you'd get in trouble? Like, or would laid? That, would that be a thing? Ooh, depends. She, if wouldn't, she's, she wouldn't even no. know. He says. Is she a fan? I, I'm a home man. Julian fan. I took, I took we her have eyes a the other contender. day. Let's do it. This guy's like I fuck in the dark. She wouldn't even know. Uh, step up. Let's step up. I got a sheet. Will you let him with a sharpie? With a sharpie. Come on, yeah. come, on come on, sexual harassment. Here you can sue in six months. You this can is sue. your moment to prove your commitment this to your, this company this tonight. I'm allowed yeah. to sexually harass him. Oh, we're right. Bevo, make sure the the big cam is on. And you guys are gonna see my man. We're going to see your whole situation. Oh, yeah. manliness. Yeah. Everybody in the world will see your six-pack. Yeah. Except for your girlfriend. Bust, <laughs> Bust wow. it out. Beyonce. Beyonce. What do you think, Aaron? <laughs> All right, he's ready. Oh, All right, this is new. This is new. Nothing like a little estrogen pressure. All right, Julian's oh, yeah. signature going on one of my manager's breasts right now. Draw an arrow down to his oh, cock. Oh, Julian's yeah. not fucking around either. <laughs> no. yeah, you can probably sell that. And you're welcome. Right. <laughs> that, that's going to fetch some shit on eBay. I think Thank I broke, you, I think I broke yeah, that you Sharpie. Sell that. All right. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> the tip's not quite the same as it was when we started. <laughs> he ran out before. It was a little sloppy. He, said. he was. said it hurt, but he ran out. God, I love my staff here. Good people. And, uh, yeah, Julian's now just branded somebody. There you Sharpie. go. <laughs> nice signature, He was, by he was the a sport. He yeah. was. Nice we should have held it up, you know, and like put it. And we like, hey, we signed it. Check it out. There's a fucking <laughs> signature on here. Up. He's yeah. gonna get home now, and she's gonna be like, "Come he's on, going let's, on tour now." Let's, I'm feeling frisky. He's gonna be like, "No, no, I'm tired. I'm tired." Yeah, I, why are you wearing your Why are you wearing your shirt to bed? You never wear your shirt to bed. Don't, don't judge me. I'm, I'm cold. Yeah. Yeah. My nips are cold. You're welcome for the estrogen peer pressure. That's right. Well done. Right? Well done. All right. So metal. All right. I think we're going to wrap things up. Julian. Dude, thank you so much for coming in the studio. My pleasure. It was an honor to be here. Thank please, you for having me. Look, anytime you're in the Bay Area, please drop in on us. Uh, come do the show again. Even if we have another guest, just show up and have a beer with us. I will crash, uh, but thank you. You have a phenomenal place here. This place is 
It's great. I appreciate that. Yeah. I, I actually jerked off this place. Like, I made this oh. place from my... Boom. Yeah. Yeah. A different kind gallon, of free mail. Gallon of, of so blue. you should wash your hands before you leave. Mm-hmm. I will. Mm-hmm. Wash, it, wash every part of it. To wash my brain, too. You know, we're opening in Colorado. Do you distribute in Colorado? FOCO. Do you mean FOCO? <laughs> yes, yeah. FOCO. Yes, there and Lodo. Oh, so our guests in Colorado might get some Beechwood beer. Possible. It's been out there. Okay. It definitely has been out now there. Now they're sure get it. I like this. But don't drink it without checking all the ratings first. I would never. Yeah. No. Right. Got to know what people this are saying. This beer is terrible. <laughs> oh, yeah. Five stars. If you don't like beer, you should drink Beechwood. I hate beer and this beer sucks. <laughs> who really, who likes Folgers, really? I can't give it more than five stars. <laughs> 1. 1.5 out of five. Apparently a lot of people do. You know, I had a Folgers not that long ago. Really? And I did at a time. Well, I didn't only Folgers. I'm going to admit this. And and I think that this should be done more often. Yeah. Of course, I wasn't told it was Folgers, and I had it. Uh, This is really not that long ago. It was a few weeks ago, and I drank it. I was like, "This is pretty good coffee." Yeah. And I swear to God, they didn't tell me what it was because people who drink Folgers, they don't care. They don't even mention it's Folgers. It's just fucking. It's uh, it's coffee. Right. I went into the kitchen to put my cup away, like into the sink, and I saw the the canister of Folgers on the counter. Can. And I was like, oh my, what the fuck? I've been had you, had you banged your head earlier that morning? I will self-admit, there are times that my palate is just a piece of shit. Like, I, I can't taste any. I don't even yeah. know oh, what's happening. In the I like how you self-admit as opposed to yeah. having other people admit for you. <laughs> your taste buds die yeah. as you get older, right? Uh, what the oh, fuck, Beardy? There's that. Right. Shut up, Beardy. Just add it to the list. Of things that got. Apparently, you a sense what, of personal growing can, uh, can diminish as I'll you get older, 31 too. 31 next month. Oh, 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 oh. And Justin's like 62. Whoa. Red Hot, don't start with me. <laughs> how, Julian, how old are you? 40. Okay, I'm right there. I'm right. I'm right. almost but, with you. But are your feet <laughs> but alive? But you don't look like I him. I think so. Um, are you in the death pool? Because a hike, <clears throat> Julian. Yeah, Julian's not in the death pool. He's oh, he's, no, he's fit. Oh man, he's not the matter. The, the matter is, he's at the See? top of his game. Yeah, and this could be a shame. I was on Mission Peak down. this morning, motherfucker. Oh, oh my See? god! Oh, I that's grew up right. in Fremont. Right. I hiked Mission Peak all the time. How did you survive Fremont? Didn't the boredom kill you? <laughs> well, it was a long, long time ago. Because I'm older than you. Okay. <laughs> but Mission Peak, glorious, glorious, glorious. Yeah, it is. It is. You're no, that was real good too, man. Do you like? Yeah, that's a that's a great peak. It's a good hike. You're always posting yeah. pictures. See, he, is, see, Julian's active. He wants yeah, to live right. a long. Is life. Mount Baldy named after you because you're always there? Fuck yeah, it is. <laughs> Beardy, they you're knew an I'd be coming there. Shut up, Beardy. Well, my feed is always <laughs> pictures of the sign at the top of Mount Baldy, thanks to Julian. With Julian, right. 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 Yeah. You should also get more friends. On your feet. The, uh, the formal right. name of that mountain is Mount San Antonio, but I fixed it. <laughs> I fixed it. Yeah. I've hiked it. I've Multi-talented. Been. Then it went bald. Yeah, All but- right. Julian Schrago from Beachwood Brewing Company. Thanks so much for being yes. here. Yes. Hey, thank, thank you, guys. You. It was what a pleasure. great time, buddy. Honor. Wow. The beer was really good. The information was even better, so I Yay. know our listeners will appreciate that. Please do come back anytime. Uh, we're off next week. Yay! Yes! Oh, we don't okay. have to work on a Monday. Oh, man, I get a beer week. I it's hate, President's Day, uh, yes! Tasty. Oh, yeah. Celebrate our president. It's a very next important week? day. What's the day? So, I'll be so. doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> You'll next be recovering from SFB. Yeah, people call it like a big 45 party. There you go. Yeah. Tasty's only 47. I don't know if you knew that, but he <laughs> just he's had a hard life. <laughs> he's, uh, you know, he didn't exercise. Tasty is definitely not 47. It ages him. Not much. Tasty's me in two years. 
I do love you, though, Tasty. I'm losing a little bit here and there. Yeah. Just a little bit. A little bit do of you, hair. All right. What if Tasty surprises us in the death pool, right? And he doesn't just keel over, right? Right. Uh, but, but he declines and, like, his brain Has starts to stroke. go. Oh, yeah. Because you know how I am. Like, I'm really do loyal. Do count him so as dead? I, well, what I'm saying is I won't say no to him still coming on the show because <laughs> I, I don't know how to do it. So what if he still wants to, and he just sits there staring <laughs> off into the distance. Who am I? Why am I Random, random right. co- Oh, you're right. I'm so describing the last five years. He'll be drooling. <laughs> Shit. Right. I did just describe yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, should be, will you? Oh, my God, this Balanced IPA is you, so fresh. If, if you still want to be on the show, but I've decided, like, in my mind, I think like, you're too fucking yeah, senile, yeah, do you yeah. want me to cut you off? Yeah. Well, he'll never know. Do your usual. Just turn Please down do. the because mic. Because oh, no. what if, can I keep you around and make fun of you? <laughs> Instead, I don't have to be here. For he that, won't even right? know. You're right. You could have a like, little thing like, what would Tasty say right now? Okay. Like, you could decorate can his we, garage. Like, can we studio. put a webcam on you and your weird, like, old <laughs> like, like a breathing tube thing or whatever? No. no I, don't want that I want you, like, still breathing on your own, but just well, doing be, weird shit. He'll be like Commander Pike. <laughs> what? <laughs> no. This is all the fun you're going to make of me right now. Okay. You're right. You're right. Who is, you're who right. is face? Tasty's right. Tasty is awesome. You, you guys are right assholes. <laughs> Welcome to the saying. show, Red Hot. <laughs> it's my first time. You're having trouble adjusting to our format. I know. Tasty, you're awesome. I You'll love you. You'll be good. I love you, too. All right. We're going to get out of here. Julian, I love you, brother. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. My pleasure. All right. Yeah, Thank you, guys. Show, oh, Julian, when I get Twitter, right? Twitter. Julian, I think I committed to anal. Yeah, that I don't see the problem. Well, Justin, you, you meet me at the car for the gloves and the Happy lube. birthday to me. <laughs> All right, we'll uh, see you not next week, but the week after. JP, get us out of here, will you? No, we have Twitter games. There's also- oh, God. <laughs> I can't say it anymore. I tried to tell I didn't you. Hear you. I saw I, your mouth moving. I also yeah. said it. But I didn't. Uh, <laughs> that turned down really low. Welcome welcome we should change world. the outro to say, and here's the Twitter game. All right. <laughs> what was our Twitter game? Uh, well, I want to know what the most metal ingredient Julian could ever brew, possibly with ever at all ever that's right okay so chris b says definitely the blood and sweat from the mosh pit there's a dark sour beer in there somewhere oh i like this possibly pretty good uh mark wilson says a classic american pills with corn with a k uh (laughs) new beer for new metal and new is with an nu okay um, oh, all right. Uh, Mitch says a uh, grave malt, which apparently is grown over graves of slain enemies, watered with their blood and roasted over their bones. Oh, I like God. it. That's pretty fucking metal. All right. Uh, Randy Janida says all his GABF medals. Ooh, that's not a metal. That is metal. That's metal. Uh, that's fucking that's metal. metal. Yeah. I couldn't fit them all in the mash tun. Oh! <laughs> That's Ding, you guys that's, set me up for that you're one. You're a baller. That's a mic drop. That is a mic drop. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Take yeah. that, faction. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Roger. Uh, well, he has a lot of the World Beer Cup paper medals, I'm sure. Himself right now. Oh, participation uh, things? <laughs> uh, William says uh, lead. It would definitely make the headlines. That's oh, somebody, somebody can really Very write little. a bad review. Like that's heavy metal. So I guess we could brew some some beer with water from uh, like Flint, Michigan. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be metal. That'd be good. Oh, that would be. Uh, CJ Barr <laughs> says uh, with Nathan Homebrew playing a kick-ass solo while Warren shaves his beard into the kettle. Oh. <laughs> 
That will never happen. Well, that's, that's, you know the risk that's, going on? That's pretty metal. That's yeah. pretty metal. Shaving your I beard do it is metal? Because there's probably so much yeast caught up in that fucking thing oh, God. that we wouldn't even have to we wouldn't even have to pitch. Right. Right. We wouldn't even need a bucket. <laughs> it would survive the boil and then ferment the beer. That's yeah. I agree with that. That's how yeah. metal it is. That's how metal. That's how but metal. let's not speculate. Let's do. Okay. Right. <laughs> Collaboration. There you go. And then uh, last but not least, I know I know Nathan would be into it. Yes. He'd be just oh, shredding yeah. for like an just hour and a half. While Beardy did all the work. Dipping his beard in. I like the one about adding more corn with a K. <laughs> that was okay. a thing? I didn't know. It was that. a thing. Doc, did you do uh, the then, heavy metal horns or the shocker just there? Uh, Both. I've done the shocker before uh, on the show. You didn't know. I got the shocker <laughs> wrong. Go uh, and then last but not least, Blobberglop says, uh, Brain oil. Nate's sick riffs add so much darkness to your stout, the beer glass throws itself off the bar. Okay. Sick, I feel bro. like that's lost in translation somewhere. His weird French-Canadian brain. French it Canadian. makes sense. Okay. French-Canadian. Mm-hmm. Uh, Julie, any it. preferences of those uh, that, you, that you've heard? Um, Ooh, I know shit. there was a um, I, I, I like, like the corn one. I like the corn one. Yeah. I've seen okay. corn live several times, and those guys play for the fans. They I got really trampled do. at a corn concert. Which I bet you good. did. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. what happened to your liver? Yeah. Yeah. It was at Woodstock 2 or whatever it's called. Woodstock <laughs> yeah. 95 or something. When you spend too much time oh, at yeah. Blues Traveler, you're not ready for corn. Uh, um, duh. I was at a bar the other night, by the way, and the same thing. It was a it was a cool bar. There was like rockabilly and some metal happening. Um. And I swear, these guys they saw me fucking coming. I was it was like mm-hmm. four bands playing, and I'm standing at the front in the transition between bands. And all the people around me, they were like, "Watch what's going to happen." He has no idea this is about to turn into a fucking mosh pit. Yeah. Each band plays two notes, and they go boom. And I oh. and I tried to get out like three times. They were like, "Oh hell no!" And you're pretty, you're pretty tall. How tall are you? I'm pretty, I'm 6'3". Six six three. Three. Okay. The they threw my little pussy ass back in three different fucking times before, <laughs> before I got out of that. You know what? You know what didn't happen Santa before? Cruz. You, have you to know wear what the... didn't happen before? They're like, hey, you know that guy who drives the Westphalia? He fucking tears up mosh pits. <laughs> yeah. You gotta that wear the not pop- what, exactly. proper footwear, dude. Yeah. Proper footwear. Yeah, you know. yeah like Vibram five fingers time. do not work in a mosh pit. No. You're right. <laughs> Things that never happened to Justin <laughs> succeed in a mosh pit. We should play that game. Things that never happened to me. It's true. Hell. Right. Well, with your vitamin F. arms, it's hard to push back. <laughs> it was very hard, yeah, as sure. a matter of fact. How long ago was I this? ended up dropping onto the floor and crawling out between their... No, I oh, between their know. kicks and knees. Dr. Martens. It wasn't quite that bad. All right, so we're, we're for the corn. I'm, I'm cool with that. I think yeah, that's all right. Mark Wilson, yeah. there you go, you Boom. fucking lucky duck. No uh, drunk of the week? Uh, no, no oh. drunk of the week. Well, Bevo oh. locked up the phones because she, <laughs> apparently she's she was a getting fucking us the pizza. union worker yeah. now. So she's like, nine o'clock, I'm, I don't answer phones anymore. She screened the calls. Um, I turned it off. If somebody wants to call in drunk, they can. No, it's uh, 9.30. We got to go. But I did promise go. Julian uh, some music. So it's not going to be your regular closing music. Is that okay with you, JP? I'm fine with it. Okay. All right, take us out. Thank Good. you for that. <laughs> I gotta take say, I'm pretty happy about out. it too. Go ahead, JP, get us out of here. Thank you to our show sponsor, More Beer. You can get absolutely everything you need to make great beer at home by going to morebeer.com. The great Trago from the equally great Beachwood Barbecue and Brewing in Long Beach came up to NorCal, direct from SoCal, to hang with all of us here in Frisco adjacent. Learn more at BeachwoodBarbecue.com. 
Merge your love of Disneyland with your lack of engaging podcast and go to earsuppodcast.com as JP, Terrence, Bevo, and Taryn talk about all things Disney. Go check out Moscow's Hop Cartoons over at hoplifestore.com. Get on Twitter for some good beer insight and homebrew info. Follow Nate Smith at Nathan Homebrew, Mike McDole, Tasty McD, JP at Major Jip. Warren is stuck in cyberspace over at Another Beardy. And the great Beverly is crushing it at Bevo One. Today's show is produced by Beverly, and your host has been Justin Crossley. Be sure to find the Beer Network on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.